This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, Oscar Isaac in talks to be Marvel's Moon Knight for Disney Plus. Geek Boner! Is Disney hiding another big secret like Baby Yoda for the second season of The Mandalorian? And Ray Fisher has more allegations about Joss Whedon's behavior on the set of Justice League. And for the first time, Joss Whedon's side issues a response. Plus, a spoiler review of Borat's subsequent movie film on Amazon... And we get all this started with a brand new celebrity jock and nerd cameo shout out. Wowie zowie. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, October 29th, 2020. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and nerd. Be funny. Disturb it. Hello, listener, what's up? Thanks for pressing play and joining us this week. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name's Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. And joining us is uh, the Minister of Felt from the great nation of Papetistan, uh, Minister Rugboy Sagdeyev. Yes, Gamesh, Rugboy, how are you? Jinkui! Jinkui to you too. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> it's, oh, I like. It's going to be so hard not to do the Borat voice the whole show. Uh, I'm going to try not to, but it's really hard to. Why can I not see you, Imran? Very nice. I'm here. I have a chair. Oh, uh, uh, you. <laughs> are you in the real life or am I just hearing your voice inside but, of my head? Yes, my evil twin <laughs> is in your headphones right now. Oh. All right, boy, this is going to get old fast. It's really hard. Uh, anyways, look, before we get started with the news, I have some fun audio to share. Very exciting for me and people, let's say my age. Uh, we have a brand new celebrity cameo shout out. Oh, shit. Once again, from Rugboy's biggest fan, David Mobile on Twitter. I thanked him profusely. Yes. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. So uh, before I play it, the tweet he wrote says... This has literally been years in the works, but finally, the rumors that at Jock and Nerdcast got the lead singer at the Chris Barron from their favorite band, Spin Doctors Band, to give them a shout out has just happened. Hashtag two princes. Oh, shit. Anthony, do you know who the Spin Doctors are? No clue. Oh, my God. Uh, what? Lame. Okay, we will address that in a second. Let's just <laughs> play this video. Hey, this is Chris Barron from Spin Doctors with a cameo for the Jock and Nerd podcast show. Booked by David the Extraordinary. Hey, this is a shout out to Jock and Nerd, the Jock and Nerd podcast show. Come join the no holds barred, outrageously funny and very nerdy banter from Anthony Ehrman and the resident <laughs> yes. foul mouth, crazy puppet rug boy. Um, I mean... <laughs> I'm going to tune into this. What? Sounds great. Sounds right up my alley. You should. I love a foul-mouthed, crazy puppet rug boy. Doesn't everyone? Um, if you want to check out the Jock and Nerd Show. Oh, my God. Just go ahead now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Puppet Rug Boy. Yeah. Oh, thank you, sir. Talking nerd. Oh, shit. You know, this is a funny thing. Oh, my God. Sounds amazing. I talked over him. Sorry. Oh, my God. He just did two princes and he put the jock in their pocket. Anthony, you have no idea how thrilled my 17-year-old self inside me is right now. If I went back in time and I told my 17-year-old nerd, hey, in about 28 years from now, this big song right now, the lead singer, he's going to say your name wrong and your podcast. (laughs) Yes. I'd have been like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. So you have to understand this for me is a big deal. Rugs, comment on this. Oh, uh, I was tickled pink when I heard this. Isn't that amazing? Now, the funny thing about the Spin Doctors is they immediately became the most reviled band ever (laughs) come out of the 90s. But I have a soft spot for them because I went to see them live three times. Oh, get out. Wow. Yes. Wow. It was like one of my first like major concerts that I went to, like outdoor festivals that I went to where I where like I first smelled weed. You know, like people smoking <laughs> weed and yes. whatever. Yeah. And it, yeah. And then I went to see them in a uh, New York club once, uh, actually twice. Oh, I nice went to club, see them in it. Qu- like an intimate a club, club performance. Fuck, once awesome. during college. Oh, really? Once like, yeah. Once like in high school. Yeah. So Anthony, you never heard of the song Two Princes or uh, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong? Uh, maybe if you played them. I mean, this is the guy who wrote the lyric. Did it be we're gonna get sued we're on spotify i can't do that they will fucking yank us oh shit anyways look I, let me give you a quick 90s music lesson everyone the listener that may not know the spin doctors like i just mentioned they're best known for their early 90s hits two princes little miss can't be wrong peaked on the billboard hot 100 chart at number seven number 17 respectively uh, the band consisted of Chris Barron, who's lead vocals, Eric Shankman, who's on guitar and vocals. I loved him on guitar. He was great. Aaron Combs on drums, Mark White on bass. Uh, and they formed 1988, and they were around until 1999, and I guess broke up and then got back together 2001. Apparently, they're still together. But 1991 through 1993, 94, they were fucking huge. And here's something I didn't know. Rugs, originally, they were called the Trucking Company, and... Old John Popper, harmonica dude from Blues Travelers. Yeah, I saw them both together. Oh, get the fuck oh, out. That's shit. awesome. Yeah. He was in the band. John Popper leaves to form Blues Traveler, and they changed their name to Spin Doctors. Put out this album, Pocket Full of Kryptonite, in August 1991. The album goes gold September 1992. By the following year, June 1993, the album went triple platinum Ultimately goes to sell over 5 million copies, Anthony. Oh, shit. 5 million mm. copies in the U.S., another 5 million overseas. Peaked at number three on the Billboard 200 albums chart. Uh, and they're, so they have six albums. Their most recent came out in 2013. And why this is, I love this song. And this was our high school senior year song. Oh, shit. You know how you vote on like your senior song? It was fucking Two Princes. And now he just sang Jock and Nerd into that. Geek Boner. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's a very '90s signing uh, sounding song. It's like pre grunge, it was right before grunge hit. Just go ahead uh, now. Remember, I just remember they were paired with Blues Traveler and then uh, Soul me, Asylum. Baby. Oh, Soul Asylum! I didn't like Soul Asylum. They annoyed me. Was they were annoying, thing. but uh, they were the big band, and then just they were the go opener. Ahead now. Anyways, Anthony, I'm fucking geeking out over here. So <laughs> I have no idea what you. I just find it very funny that it's this band that like I went to see like three times, right? And by the time I was, I had saw them the third time in yeah. college. I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this shitty band. Oh, <laughs> and shit. I'm like, a year ago, I thought they were great. 
And then, then the year later, I was like, fuck these guys. <laughs> then they kind of disappeared after yeah. those, but I guess they were still making music. Anthony, this would have been your high school year. What was the big song that year? Do you remember? What year? The year you were a senior in high school. Oh, God. Uh, what was like the look. big song that year? 2006 Billboard uh, Top 100. Yeah. So this would have been the equivalent to the number seven song on that list. <laughs> I think mine was Boys to Men, some song, Boys to Men song. Really? You were probably you were the year before. Hips don't lie was pretty big. Oh, Shakira, crazy, Narles Barkley. Oh, that was that year. That was the huge sexy song back, that year. Crazy. Justin Timberlake. That summer. Oh, sexy back. Sexy That's back the was huge. Crazy was big this summer. Two princes was huge the summer of 1993. What can I tell you? I'm old. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to it, you bastards. The Jock, Jock and Ned podcast. Thanks again, David Mobley. Like, I still don't believe you listen to the show, but you constantly surprise me. He doesn't listen to the show. No. So isn't there some kind of a workaround where you can play like 10 seconds of the song or you can't even play 10 seconds Look, of the technically, song? Technically, some shit can lie under fair use argument if you get sued. But any amount of anything, uh, fair use is only good in the U.S. It's just a slippery slope. There are people, there's shows that play whole songs or p- large parts of them. If you're not big enough to get caught, they're not going to come after you, you know? So... We could, because we're not big enough to get caught. But just look up Two Princes, Anthony, by the Spin uh, Just for, for the podcast, where people never heard of it, there's a lot of millennials that are not going to look it up. look into the show description. I will put a link to right, Two fine. Princes, and you can listen to it. Do you want to get us sued and pulled off of things, Rugs? I don't know. I just feel like it's still stupid. You can't even play a clip of a song if you're talking about it. We could. So people we can know what you're talking about. It's called copyright law. Look at it. I know what it is, but I just don't get it. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways, big <laughs> news this week, fellas, uh, regarding uh, a casting of Moon Knight on the Disney Plus show after the rumors of Shia LaBeouf and uh, Keanu, I believe, was rumored at one point. Turns out Oscar Isaac has been tapped to star as Mark Spector Moon Knight. Geek Boner for the Disney Plus series. It's kind of a win, I think. He, I think, look, so he just wrapped up being Poe Dameron and he's probably like, get me out of this shitty fucking Star Wars franchise. I'm done here. I don't think he's going to come back. But he's also, you know, he's played Apocalypse in uh, the really bad X Men Apocalypse. He is the voice of Spidey 2099 in Into the Spider Verse and probably will be in the sequel. So he's been in the X-Men franchise, the Spider-Man franchise. Now he's in the M- MCU. Anthony, what do you think? Good pick for the Mark Spector Moon Knight? Yeah, I think he's a good actor. Yeah, he probably just is like, I just want to wash the stain of playing Ivan Ooze. Or that too, yeah. Apocalypse, in, please. give me Apocalypse. So, yeah, I mean, Moon Knight's a, a, I don't know a ton about Moon Knight. I know he's got like some sort of mental um, condition. Moon Knight's and, basically Marvel's answer to, hey, what if Batman wore white? Oh, shit. What, would get, what, would, what would happen? <laughs> well, he, he he's got some he's mystical bullshit. He's, yeah. he's got he's got he's got a uh, simplified he's schizophrenic. He's got multiple personalities. And yeah. then there's some uh, in the later in the newer version, he gets his powers from Egyptian gods. Yeah, the fist of Hanchu. He's I, I like schizophrenic. Here's the thing: he is also technically Mark Spector is Jewish, and they're already can you guess getting a little bit of fucking shit oh shit for not hiring a jewish actor but it's called acting people it's called acting it's called acting aren't there a lot of jewish people in cinema in, that is a conspiracy and a stereotype anthony oh, shame like on you actors and actresses oh, yeah. yeah i mean and writers Woman and producers freaking, yeah. the girls from israel yeah that's right she's israeli and, and she's playing an amazonian 
Oh, God. Which would would imply an Amazonian would be from South America, wouldn't (laughs) that? Yeah, no. that's not accurate. Amazon would be from now Grace, which would be Turkey. Me- Mediterranean. That's close really? enough. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is that where the Amazons are? I believe so, yeah. Not the Amazon was, rainforest? South I'm America? talking about the Amazon. Yeah, I thought it was. I just, no, the Amazon was named after that Amazon. Remember, we uh, came here after all of history was done, and then we conquered all this area, and we named it after shit that's that we right. had. Oh, I didn't like know New that. York is named after York, which is in England, and all of England. Really? That's, that's so the Amazon was in the Mediterranean? <laughs> No, the Amazons, the Amazons were Thracian women who were from Turkey. Ah, okay. So they named the big river after the Amazon, the Amazon women. It was a big, it was a big river. Because it was large river, large. Yeah. I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was some like ancient, like uh, indigenous word that they used. I, I think it was just. Oh, Am- Amazons were tri- a tribe of warrior women from in Greek mythology. Okay. Yeah. Well, Point still stands. Yes. She's not Greek. <laughs> no, she's, she's not. Is, she's Israeli. <laughs> but that's pretty, that's close. I mean. Yeah, I guess. Well, anyways. Well, what's Oscar Isaac? Oscar Isaac is, uh, he's not Jewish. He's <laughs> he, his last name's actually. He's Guatemalan American. Yeah, Hernandez. He, uh, I think his last name's actually Hernandez. His middle name is Isaac, and he just goes by Oscar Isaac. He dropped the Hernandez. I mean, well, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I don't look. Care. I don't care either. He's a. Gr- I think it's fine. He's a yeah. great. He's a great actor, and uh, Mark Spector is similar to Bruce Wayne in that he is a millionaire playboy. One of the I like Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I think he'll do a great job. In this. So he's joining now. We have on Disney Plus uh, Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel, and we talked about Tatiana Maslany as She Hulk. But hold on, uh, Tatiana Maslany herself. Came out and said, I don't know nothing about this me playing She-Hulk. What? So, I don't know. That's why the title of this episode is uh, Oscar Isaac could be Marvel's Moon Knight. Because I'm not, nothing sure. Because I, I don't understand why she was, she saw this and she's like, I, I don't know what the, what anybody's talking about. When all of the she big trades. playing coy. Maybe. I mean, the trades like this, Deadline, Variety, they're all reporting the same thing. So, anyways, there you go. We got a She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight. For new Disney Plus shows. Took them long enough. Very geek boner. Very, very exciting. Listener, let us know what you think about Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. Do you like him as the character? Join our Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. It's private, closed, exclusive just for you and us and all of our listeners. Welcome new member Marco Herrera. Jock and Nerd. Geek boner. Glad to have you. Welcome to the hey, group. Hey, welcome aboard. Listener, in your present as you're listening to this, Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1 will have debuted. It will be out. You will have enjoyed it. In our present, which is your past, it's not out. So. Floppy jock. Uh, October 30th, it's going to release on Fridays. It's eight episodes running through December 18th. Do we need a refresher, you guys? Do you remember where it left off? Well, um, they got the, the Darksaber. Moff Gideon, you had Giancarlo Esposito, uh, who's everywhere, had the the dark saber. Yeah, the Muff guy. Yeah, there was that great battle in the air with uh, Mando and him in the plane, and yeah. they shot him down. Anthony, do you remember anything at all? Now I'm starting to remember it. Yeah. To be honest, I I totally had forgotten about. It feels this. like ten years it, ago. Right? The fucking the, Mandalorian. When did this come out? Out? Last October? Was it almost a year ago? I don't know. It's been a fucking long uh, ass time. Disney did release a long year. A video. It's a minute recap. Does help. Uh, remember you had uh, Warner Herzog wanted the baby, and then uh, there was uh, the give me that baby. Yes, give me that baby. Give back, me give the baby, 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 baby. Put, put him in my belly. 
Uh, and then they, Barbecue and then, souls. and then the head of Mandalorian lady told him he's got to find Baby Yoda's homeworld, wherever yeah. the fuck that is. Uh, this is the way, and that's the way. IG Eleven is dead, even though he went out heroically. That was amazing. He's not dead; he's a robot. That's true. He did explode. They could put him back together. He was never alive. But uh, there are questions I have that I hope they're going to answer. What do you guys have? Any questions? They hope they answer season two. I just want to know what the purpose of a Yoda is. Like, where does Baby Yoda where come is he from? from? Yes, I, I want to know where the where the Yoda is from. Why and why does Gideon want him? I really don't care about the show. I know it's good, um, and I enjoyed watching it. I, I don't care about it at all. No. Uh, but I did see an article uh, on The Ringer, and I didn't read it, so I'm, I'm probably misrepresenting what it was even in, in the article. But I did see the title was something along the lines of Mandalorian's the best thing they got. Yep. But the problem yep. is the more episodes of this they make, the more they could potentially screw up the canon that they're in the midst of making because of the fact that this is like a kind of a prequel it's in, right? the, it's in between things basically right. i don't think so that, it's they like the, 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 canon. The, the amount of creativity they can they can is have limited? is a little limited yeah because of uh, mm, other stuff around it. i would disagree they can be look you got guys like dave filoni john favreau you have amazing ip character storylines coming from clone wars and and all these other great things you could definitely work it in for example rumored this season we were rumored to see in season two boba fett May come back. What happened to him after the Sarlacc pit in Jedi? Bo-Katan, rumored to appear. Ahsoka Tano, uh, rumored to appear this season. I think, here's my question. Remember first season how they were so good at hiding fucking Baby Yoda? Oh, shit. That reveal, not getting spoiled, and we were, I was just shocked at how this didn't get fucking leaked. I want to know, are they going to have a similar big thing like Baby Yoda Maybe it's a baby Bib Fortuna. Is it? Oh my! Oh, Bib Fortuna, the guy with the uh, the the tentacle head, <laughs> yeah, the slithery head. Yeah. But here's why: this is all very weird. They they did not release any screeners for critics to review for season two. They didn't want spoilers to get out. The trailers really haven't shown much. There's no new characters. They're just kind of showing you what you know is going to be in there. And I think there's going to be a big another big if they want to up from season one where they were like Baby Yoda and it broke the fucking internet. They're gonna need something again. They I, they need more. They meet. They need another couple, a character or two to latch onto this year. Besides the two, you it can't just be Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda and Mando, and I think people are like expecting it and they want it. This is why we need Disney. You better fucking give it to us. <laughs> give it. Also, it's the uh, best thing that uh, not only Star Wars but Disney Plus has in terms of new content. It's the only thing they have. That but and it, Hamilton. It won, it's it my won awards. Things. It did. Yeah. And that uh, that that the technology that you know we talked about how they use in the screen as a backdrop the giant LED screen uh, I read other studios making movies during the pandemic and I knew this was going to happen are starting to adapt to do the same thing because you don't have to be outside you don't have to shoot in location you just put it on the screen and it looks fucking real yeah they should all be doing that everyone should use that crazy screen I also want to know remember Ming Na Wen's character and uh, at the end we saw boots and it just it cut we don't know who who, who found her. Rumor was, is that Boba Fett? Is she going to come back? I heard Spurs. Yes. These Spurs. Boba Fett's got Spurs. Did they jingle, jangle, jingle? Uh, they got jangled. Spurs. Boba Fett's got Spurs. Yes. And I want to know more about Baby Yoda. So I'll be, I'll probably do Corona binge reports for every episode. It's only eight. Whoa. Yeah. Why not? Well, that's a big statement. There, I'm going to do it. Oh, why shit. not? They're like half an hour or 40 minutes and there's only eight of them and uh, it'll be fun. So 
sign up for that. Anthony, you sent me uh, uh, an Instagram earlier this week uh, regarding Tom Holland, Spider-Man 3. Yeah, I guess I was wrong. Which is uh, begun filming in Atlanta. Uh, so what did, why was it in the Instagram? Apparently someone caught video of um, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield wearing a mask getting into a car together. Oh, shit. Uh, it turns out I think that's Holland's bodyguard. Are you sure? That's what everybody in this comment thread is saying. However... Oh, it's a kind of comment thread. It's not reported. I looked at it. I mean, I, I can't, it's it's from far away. And he's wearing, he's a, wearing mask. a mask. But it did kind of look like Andrew Garfield. The hair and the eyebrows, I agree. It actually, he's got the Garfield hair. Rugs, have you seen this? What do you think? Is this Garfield or not? At first glance, I thought it was true. But then I'm like, eh, maybe it's not him. But why would it? Well, I don't know. I was going to say that the mask thing yeah. is weird. I think I think that leads me more. I mean, it it also could just be he's just trying to be safe. But I think if Garfield was there, he would wear a mask. So to cover it up. But and Holland's not wearing a mask in the photo, and he, the, the guy behind him is. And so uh, whether it's his bodyguard, look. The point is, so you're saying in the comments. I thought you had found an article. I they I mean multiple people have referenced the in the comments Just saying the guy it's on been, the street said it's not true, so it's not I'll true. believe it. <laughs> Look, I don't want it to be true because I want them to make the Toby Maguire, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield movie. Geek boner. Well I think I, t- I messaged you both yeah. this, but at this point the fans have already decided what movie needs to be made. Yeah. So anything that they Anything that doesn't include Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, or at least one of them, people are going to be disappointed. Sloppy jock. Hey, so we're going to start seeing cat, uh, set photos, and uh, you know, you're going to start seeing... How do you feel if you're Tom Holland, and everybody wants to see the other <laughs> Spider-Man? Other old ones that you were recast as, and you're like, I'm right here, dude. I'm standing right here. <laughs> you're, like, you're not really... Because what what's really happening is subconsciously people know that this is not the real oh, Spider-Man. Shit. Fuck that show. Yeah. I'm just just reinforcing what I've been saying since the first one came. I'm out of the way. You're blocking Toby. Toby! And he's like, dude, uh, what? Come on. That's a good point. He probably feels a little jilted, but now he's part of the mythos, Holland, and you got to ride it. Speaking of Tom Holland, he has made it to Atlanta, and he got a special package. Let's yeah, hear it so from him. I just got home, and uh, I'm in Atlanta. Just been delivered a package. That package is an iPad. And on that iPad is a script. This pillow's doing my nothing. And that script is Spider-Man 3. So I'm about to find out what I'm going to be doing for the next five months. I'm not going to tell you anything about it because I've learned my lesson. Do! But, um, I'm saying, oh, shit. I this iPad. Um, okay, I'm going to read this now. And I can't wait. Daddy breaks the iPad. I can't see what happened. Uh, I'm, I'm not... Seeing anything. Nothing happened. He broke the iPad. What? Remember, last time he did this for Spider-Man 2, he held up the iPad with the title. Oh, shit. Clearly, he revealed the title, and I don't think he was supposed to do that at that time. This time, he doesn't make the mistake. I think they're going to be... He's going to do it on purpose. No, I think they're going to be... Especially if what's going to happen is what everyone's predicting. They're going to be super cautious about anything leaking in this one. Well, you know, they're going to start shooting, and we're going to get pictures of like any new suit he's in. He's going to have different suits. Set photos are going to come out. It's going to be very hard. Didn't you, Imran, to keep this basically say that movies couldn't ever be made in the same way anymore because no, of the virus, and now a movie's look, being made that we're talking they, about? Batman is in downtown Chicago. Oh, Did you shit. see those photos? Batman yes. and Catwoman. I, I'm trying to tell you that your, your, your concerns about movie making 
should just go away because right, people look, are finding ways to make movies in are. the midst of a pandemic. You can, but find me a crowd scene. Find me anywhere. Anybody shooting a crowd scene, you will not. You can't find it. We will do but it. But you can make movies, and everything is, uh, you know, shank. You think so? You think Spider Man Three is going to be about COVID? Oh yeah, absolutely. That'll <laughs> is be everybody going to be wearing masks. During be Green Goblin. Everyone's going to be wearing masks. Yes. You won't be able to. Everyone will have Spider Man masks on. You won't be able to tell who's the real Spider Man. Yeah. You think there'll be a crowd? You don't think there'll be a crowd scene in the movie? It'll be digitally composed. One person just cut and paste over and over again. And you'll, will you be able to tell the difference? No, because they have a lot of money. And they exactly. will do it. They'll do so, it well. So you're, but you're, there are. Have you seen all the TV shows and shit that have come out? And it's all about COVID. Superstore came back. It's about COVID. There's another show called Connected. This is us. They're all wearing masks. Everything's come back. It's all about COVID. So the sh- my theory is happening. Michael Bay's next movie. <laughs> he, Michael Bay put out a trailer for a movie called Songbird that takes place four years into a virus epidemic. I'm do you think? You, do you think? How long was that in production? Do you think that's just coincidence? He said it says he shot it during the fucking pandemic. Oh shit! I don't think it's a coincidence. He Every, shot it in six months. He that's shot pretty it impressive. During the pandemic. That's very impressive. If he shot it in six months, when three of those months everyone was just in their house. <laughs> anyway, Spider Man Three is <laughs> happening. We'll see what the deal You're is. A sucker! I'm, just, I'm telling you, you can look. You can, obviously, you can still shoot movies and be safe. It's just going to take longer, and the setup will have to be a little more. You got to have the fucking safety person around. Make sure everything's hunky dory. In the meantime, Tom Holland finished shooting, or he started work, or he's done with uh, playing Nathan Drake. From the Uncharted adaptation, uh, and he put out a photo of him, and uh, it looks like Nathan Drake. That's pretty good. Eh, not really. No. What do you think? <laughs> Isn't he, think is Tom he, Holland looks like Nathan is Drake. He too young? I think I, I, I think it looks like a young Nathan <laughs> Drake, maybe like a dead. teenage. The costume's Nathan dead Drake. on. The costume looks like yeah. the costume from the game. I, I, I got to agree with Rugs. He he looks like teenage Nathan Drake. There is a there is a game where you are a teenage Nathan Drake. Oh, for like some of it. Is that so but he's playing I've always younger. imagined Nathan Drake is like a, a late thirties yeah. rugged with like a five o'clock shadow type. Like what's his name? Like a like uh, Nathan Drake in the game, maybe. Like I don't Drake. think he's ever gonna be that. He's not doesn't seem like the guy no. that's gonna age like that. No, he's gonna look young for a long so time. So he's playing a uh, this is a younger Nathan Drake, obviously. Well Nathan Drake was modeled after like Johnny Knoxville. Or um or 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 uh, what's his name Mal Mal from uh Serenity. That's right. who should play him. What Nathan Fillion? He should be yeah. Nathan Fillion. Uh, this movie also stars uh, well, Nathan Fillion's like seventy five years old now. Mark fifty something. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg is playing uh Sully. That's fine. Uh, oh, they they've really aged out. I mean, Mark Wahlberg, yeah. uh, Sully is like, in, wasn't Sully like in his like fifties or sixties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's an old dude. Yeah, so I guess this is like Nathan Drake at the very beginning. But I mean, well, they Spider Man, the MCU Spider Man, Nathan Drake. That's oh all, shit, they, that's all they did. Make him younger. Yeah. Make everybody younger. It's all good. <laughs> that's all they did. Yeah, yeah. But like the people who play the game are not really going to go for that. Well, look, nobody has yet to nail a video game adaptation. So you got that against you like, right it's away. Just Dora the Explorer. If you do it with a kid. I mean, is this going to be the first, like, actual proper video game movie that does good? That's a good adaptation? I don't think outside of the Sonic story lends and Pikachu. Itself to being a fun it, adaptation, but no, we saw the story when it was called Indiana Jones. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, but he's got, like, a wife, and he, like, tells his wife that he meets this girl, and it, that it becomes his wife, and then he lies to his wife, and yeah. the wife has to come rescue so his he's, ass. he's a rascal. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, like, yeah, she, she breaks up with him, and then he's, like, partnered with this other chick who's a badass, and then he's got a... Me, like he's got to navigate that and his wife and it's all sorts of shit. 
Yeah, it's a lot of intrigue. And there's a lot of, well, I mean, I guess Indiana Jones, like, but they go really deep into like, the mystical shit once you get to the, the final levels. If Tomb Raider couldn't be a successful adaptation, I don't see how this is. Is this like. Yeah, a- but you know, this movie has a man. <laughs> That's what I was going I was hoping somebody <laughs> would say that, motherfucker. Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. <laughs> I baited you and you walked right well, in. Well, listen, I think. <laughs> Well, look, they made a Tomb Raider movie with Alicia Vikander. That was fine. Versions, and it still couldn't be a success. It wasn't a huge success, but it wasn't a huge failure either. Okay. It was, it was okay. 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 It did okay. It's another video game, man. Uh, yet to like have the well, best wasn't video the one, game. I, movie. I haven't watched the one with uh, Angelina Jolie, but it was like super cheesy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't know how to make movies back no. then. Yeah. <laughs> Like they didn't know. I mean, they knew how to make movies that I like. I mean, that I that are, have big boobs. Those in them. are yeah, not they, good movies. Great. Though. Those are not good movies. They're not but, um, good movies. Yeah, but they're not good movies. Oh, I'm I'm reading the premise now. Yeah, so this is a prequel. Okay, it's so a it's, prequel to the games. Oh, wow! While revealing the origins of Nathan Drake and Victor oh. Sully Sullivan. If you watch, uh, if you play, if you watch, if you watch, if you play the the Thief's End, which is the PlayStation Four game, yeah. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of him in his youth and, his, and with his brother. And you play him younger? Yeah, and mm. he does look like Tom Holland in that. There you but go. like so there I you guess go. that there works. You go. My original statement stands. <laughs> but like it's not, but Nathan you're not Drake. playing the game for but, that. That's just like a, a, yeah, a, a cutscene. Yeah. Well yeah. that's an interesting perspective. Like maybe they're they're it seems like I, mean, I don't I'm just from two sentences that they're making this to be like interactive with the game and that the games are in canon oh the this story is in canon. oh the story is the same story right like it's all the same story so like you've played the games and now you're going to watch the prequel as a movie. Ex- i don't know and might explain things for the hardcore gamers that they came across that's kind of cool geek boner all right we'll see we'll see uh when it comes out uh i got one uh dc thing and it of course regards uh the justice league reshoots we talked about how uh, the world's worst Joker, Jared Leto's coming back. Floppy John. <laughs> Four reshoots. Uh, Joe Manganiello, Deathstroke. Oh, shit. Geek boner. Also confirmed to be returning for Zack Snyder's Justice League reshoots, which now this makes sense. There was an awesome scene at the end. He looked amazing. They were trying to form. There's a tease of what was it? The Injustice League or Legion of Doom uh, with uh, Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg. So right. uh, what do you think about this? I mean, they're at this point, just put everybody in the fucking movie, I guess. I think they put him Deathstroke in there so Batman has someone to fight hand-to-hand combat. Oh. Or Wonder Woman or somebody that's formidable that they could have a fight, uh, a side fight with. Now, maybe you got Joker and Deathstroke versus Batman? Geek boner. I would like to see that. Well, you got the other people in the Justice League, too. They got to do stuff. But well, there, there was that tease. I don't know if that was Whedon's idea or Snyder at the end where they the, were like, the we need to be form a league of yeah. our own. Yeah. And Deathstroke Maybe was just there. a shot of them. Yeah. Like, Maybe just another tease of the villains that have come out of this. I who's, don't know. Who's, who's do you think that was? Snyder's or Whedon's? I feel like that was a Snyder thing, maybe. I don't know. Um, so, as previously but, reported... They're bringing... Just, yeah, they're just bringing everyone. Bring just put everyone, everyone, at this point, just put every, at this point, yes, just, just put cast a, everyone oh, you ever wanted to cast. Just throw and, everyone in the fucking movie, uh, Zack Snyder. So, Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, Batfleck, Ray ben Fisher... Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, uh, Ray Fisher, and Amber Heard uh, reported to be shooting new scenes. No updates regarding Henry Cavill or Amy Adams or Gal Gadot or Momoa or Ezra Miller. 
uh, showing up for reshoots. Again, this is now $70 million, brand new, four-hour, whole new fucking movie uh, that we will get to see on HBO Max. Speaking of Ray Fisher, Anthony leads me to another article you sent me. Why don't you set up this story, boy? So we've been hearing about this Ray Fisher and a lot of people backing him in regards to Joss Whedon's time on Justice League and how he was a horrible person, apparently. And we never really got any details. I guess there's a lawsuit, which is why we're not getting any details or some sort of legal investigation. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I guess it came out today that or not today, but I don't know when sometime that uh, Ray Fisher's anger stems from the fact that uh, Josh Whedon in post wanted to CGI his skin and make him, I guess, lighter skin oh, or change shit. the color of his skin. I don't know. Well, you don't know specifically no, if it was it, lighter or darker. Right? And we don't it, know. Doesn't, it doesn't say who it says ordered that the complexion of an actor of color be changed in post-production. Well, there's only two. Uh, there, yes, but there's so two in, on the league in the screen rant article in the photo they posted, they had a picture of Kersey Clemens playing Iris West. Mm. That was, she was supposed to be in the original justice league. So it doesn't specifically say who the actor was. I just want to make that clear. It says, okay, good point. It, it says an actor, but he also said in this Forbes interview that Toby Emmerich and other executives participated in racist conversations. Uh, you know, we've been, I've been following, we've been reading about this since June about the abusive behavior of Joss Whedon on set and haven't really, I didn't, never had a chance to, I wanted to bring it up on the show, but it seemed like it was something that was being worked out. And like you said, there is an investigation. Uh, but now the, his quote is amazing. This the, this was the catalyst. He said, what set my soul on fire and forced me to speak out about Joss Whedon this summer was my becoming informed that Joss had ordered that the complexion of an actor of color be changed in post-production because he didn't like the color of their skin tone. Uh, so, yes, he says there was ra- racist conversations. Yeah, but I mean, is not to, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but... Don't they color grade stuff all the time and change things yes, all the and time? Yes, Zack Snyder movie is mostly gray and washed out anyway. It's just the fucking color. So it's like, I don't know if that's a thing that he's doing. I, I mean, I don't necessarily know what extent it is because it's very vague. If they said, if they would have said, listen, he's going to change someone darker or lighter for whatever reason or what, but he said he didn't like the skin tone. The skin Maybe. tone, yes. That, that, that's very vague that, that, you know, he's not just calling out uh, Whedon. He's also calling out Jeff Johns, John Berg and Warner Brothers chairman Toby Emmer. I, I um, I, I don't know what to think. I, I think I mean, obviously, if the accusations are true and it's like they were actually just trying to color change their skin like that, I guess that would be really bad, obviously. But I don't know. I, it's, I just find it hard to believe. And maybe that's just me being naive that in this era that that would not get out and they wouldn't think that yeah they would be getting in trouble for something like that and how like, would be, you would notice when the movie guess, came I out i guess i was thinking about cyborg like his costume is completely cgi so maybe yeah. the context was like we need to i don't know like we need to match his skin to the the the, the cgi that were this metal kind of thing and make him look more metallic like i don't know i don't mm. i guess more detail details need to come out but it seems in this era of movie making that for them to do something like that, you would definitely get in trouble. So I don't see, I just don't think they would be that stupid. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. It just sounds so vague. I yeah. wish I had more to go on because it is very I'm vague. hearing, 
I'm hearing, of course, I believe Ray, right? Yeah. Whatever his name yeah, is. Ray, Ray Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. yeah. He's I, apparently pretty angry. Was, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I know it's, that he's, he's been pissed for a while, yes. but I just don't know what the context is. It just, I, I, I would like to know. It's all this mystery about what's happened. So well, there's a Forbes interview that has a lot more detail, but there is an investigation. So I think that's partly why he can't fully disclose everything aside from gross and abusive behavior. Now, that's the thing. I What a fall from grace for Josh so, Whedon. Wow. I know, Being like right? the king of the nerds to now. I don't think wow. he'll get like a job. Wow. <laughs> with I was any thinking major about studios that. Anymore. Yeah. This is really going to hurt his reputation and his career. And like, who, wants, who would want to work with him now? The, the, the only thing that needs to be decided is, did he deserve to be canceled? He's already canceled. He's so already. I'm saying that's right. I'm yeah. saying, did he deserve it, though? It, well, we don't know yet. We, we don't, don't know. know. We don't we know, know until we're they invest it. I'm sure Warner Brothers will. I don't know how much they'll tell us once the investigation is done, but they will release something. But even that idea to think about doing that in this day and age, like you said, Anthony, how would you not? So you would get fetched. caught. You would get caught. It would be obvious. Especially in that, a major movie like that. If it was, and if it was Iris West, she would be like, I, "Why did you lighten me? Like that's not what I look like." Obviously, look. You know, whoever it is, and it would just be obvious. And yeah, now, well, you can't. Yeah, I just, it's so it's hard to believe. Sense. Like, so, right? you would see the actor, and then you would see the movie, and go, "Wait, what?" <laughs> but it is Warner <laughs> Unless Brothers. It's just subtle. I don't even know because it's Listen, like, subtle. Has Warner Brothers not made completely ridiculous fucking decisions in the past? I mean, when you retouch, when you retouch photos, right? Yeah. Just in general, yeah. when you go in and you you take pictures or whatever, you retouch photos. You change people's skin tones all the time. Because either the the lighting wasn't right or whatever didn't look right, there was a reflection or something. There's a million reasons to change a person's skin color. Yeah. Um. I depend. I just want to know because that was such a vague comment. Changing the color of you know, someone's skin. It could skin. have been a thing that he wanted to match. You know, the the color palette of the scene. Something like it yeah. has to be egregious. This has to be like okay. I want Iris West to be a lighter shade because. It, Whatever it's, it's I don't know I, for some no marketing reason. reasons or whatever demographic or bullshit racist qual- reasons. Yes, there's no you qualified know. reason to to argument for that. Yeah. Anyways, the shit is crazy. Uh, Justice League. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. 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 You know what else is crazy, listener? There's a pandemic out in the world. Still, you're going to need a mask to protect yourself and your loved ones, and we have them. Visit our Public shop, jockandnerd.com slash shop. Get yourself several masks and tumblers and magnets and anything else you need uh, for your uh, bunker uh, for the oncoming whatever's going to happen. I don't know. Stuck up. <laughs> uh, get yourself a mask. Get yourself a shirt. Some bee repellent. I don't know. Some, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some uh, animal fox spray. Uh, I want to end the news. I got two kind of uh, bad news pieces. Sorry. Sorry to end on a bummer. If 2020 wasn't crazy enough, well, Netflix uh, is going to make it crazier. They are planning to raise their price again. Oh, shit. Floppy jock. This year. So. This is going great. Yes. This is going great. Listener, this is important because I know everybody has Netflix. They are raising the price of the standard two-stream HD plan, the most popular package. It's going up from $12.99 a month to $13.99 a month. Their premium tier, which you can allow four streams at once and 4K content, is going up by $2.00. Fifteen ninety nine to seventeen ninety nine for U.S. companies, U.S. customers. The basic plan, single non HD stream, stays at eight ninety nine monthly. So you, as of October twenty ninth, oh, as of today, the fucking rates are in effect. 
Jesus Thank Christ. You. Shit. Netflix. Uh, for now, I got to go balance my checkbook again. Fuck. That $2 is going to kill me. Do you think, uh, Anthony, this is, uh, it's, I mean, it's normal cost of operations and they've been known to raise prices gradually in the past, but is this a good time to be doing it? Probably not. Yeah. I should but, $22 uh, mine. I not think so. But, you know, I mean, we're in, we're, we're hitting the second wave. People are going to be home. Yeah. They can make more money. Listen, all the <laughs> streaming, every streaming platform except for Quibi. Uh, got more subscribers uh, in the past six months. That's right. Not so much for the Quibi. And then the other uh, kind of piece of bad news I wanted to share is about a video game. We don't talk about video games a lot, but I am excited for this game. It is the most anticipated video game of all time. Uh, they've been working on this game for like eight years. Rugs, of course, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 release date. November 19th. Uh, so if you are saving your money, you're going to have to save it a little bit longer because I hope it's because they want to deliver the game or not because the game sucks and they're it trying will to be, fix it. It's, it got pushed back only 21 days to December 10th. So in a game this big, Rugs, is 21 days going to make a difference? It could make a difference. I mean, it depends if what the problem is. If there's something happening last minute, they were. They were like testing it and they found that there was some issues and they have to iron out the bugs and put a patch in or whatever to make it work right. Um, I don't know. I mean, these big fucking releases that come out have been mondo disappointing. I mean, right. The Marvel's Avenger game, I think, was floppy kind of, job. It's kind of a flop. Yeah. Yeah. An- Anthem came out and flopped big. And then, uh, you know, that game came out and flopped big. Marvel came out and flopped big. So they want to get this out before Christmas. CD Projekt Red, who made Witcher 3, is uh, they said the biggest challenges for us right now is shipping the game on current gen, next gen and PC at the same time, which requires us to prepare and test nine versions of it. Oh, shit. that's got to be difficult. Yeah, it's it's an undertaking. But I don't know, man. Like, I'm looking forward to this game. I hope it's not a fucking Flop. Dude, Anthony, if you don't know, this is an open world action adventure RPG set in a cyberpunk world, uh, the city called Night City. And it is, I've been obsessed with watching videos from YouTubers about every little footage of this game because you pick a path and it's unlike anything I've you seen. You join a gang. You join, yeah. Yeah, you got it's just this crazy open world. And Rugs, they said not only can you explore vertically on the ground, all those buildings, they said you could go in and there will be activities on different levels. Yeah, like even in the Spider-Man game, you can't go in the buildings that Manhattan. I know, I've been waiting for that for a while. But in this game, you will you play as V, a mercenary outlaw going after a one-of-a-kind implant that is the key to immortality. It looks, it's got dialogue trees, and it looks like everybody's experience will be completely different. You could play this game multiple times and have a completely different experience. It's amazing. When I saw this, I saw the preview of this game about a year and a half ago. I was like, this is the fucking game. This is the game I've been waiting for. This is the fucking badass game that's coming out. This is like Grand Theft Auto meets fucking cyberpunk meets fucking cyborgs, Terminators and shit. And fucking there's some like real body horror and weird shit like that. And there's hot broads. There's all <laughs> prostitutes and shit. So this is going to be fun. Everything is customizable on your character and fuck it. Look, and Keanu Reeves is in the, in the game as he's part of this band. That's part of the story. So you run into Keanu Reeves playing this character. Um, Anthony, any, any, does this sound exciting to you at all? Would you, have you heard about cyberpunk 2077? 
What were we talking about? No, I heard about the, this game, dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't fucking, know what I don't know what this this is. video game is. This is gonna be the fucking craziest game to ever come out. It is. It's everybody's fucking interesting. They're still be able to get it out this this year, December 10th. So like, I just can't get into video Save games. That unless they're sports games, I can't dope. get into them as much anymore. Ah, uh, when's the last time you played a sports game? Madden, NHL, anything? Uh, maybe Madden, like a couple three four months ago. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't even own a system. Yeah, I, don't, I own a PlayStation Three. I think that I don't even use anymore i think you would like rocket league have you heard of rocket league no i don't want to play no fucking rocket league Do you know what it is it's a, like the cars with the soccer ball it's car soccer yeah, yeah. Well, how much fun is that car soccer looks amazing no, just no? play fifa yeah. yeah same thing with people soccer i like car soccer uh anyways listener let's take a quick break here play some promos i would come back and talk about borat's subsequent movie film very nice right after this chinkuye after these messages, we'll be right back. Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. Hey, I'm Bryson from Tangent Avenue. And I'm Tasman. From from where? Uh, I think, I oh yeah, yeah, I got this. I know this one. Yeah. I know this one. It's uh, a podcast. Uh, it's called Tangent Avenue, and nope. I I Wrong. think we cover a topic every Wednesday. Does that does it sound right about so far? I don't like this. I think it's on Tuesdays. Okay, all right, yeah. Uh, we cover a topic every single Wednesday, ranging from conspiracy theories to historical events to people of outstanding whatever uh, weird we- shit. Really outstanding weird shit, like Alistair yeah. Crowley. Alistair Crowley, L. Ron Hu- Hubbard, Hubert? Hubert, L. Ron Hubert the Hubbard. Yeah, I know uh, nothing about him. That's that's all you, man. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah, we do a Enjoy lot that. of weird, cool, fun stuff. Uh, we hope we hope you join us. Uh, it's it's a fun ride. We have a lot of fun. We hope you will too. Uh, yeah, Taz hopes you have a lot of fun. <laughs> Alrighty, let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. Was A Quiet Place inspired by signs it comes at night in War for the Planet of the Apes? Was Ready Player One influenced by Avatar, Wreck-It Ralph, and The Last Starfighter? Is the Hurricane Heist more influenced by Sharknado or Geostorm? These are the kinds of questions my guest co-hosts and I discuss on my podcast, Piecing It Together. Every week we look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies inspired it. Whether it's the story, the character development, tone, or even use of music. Every movie was influenced by something that came before and we want to figure out what. Check out Piecing It Together on your favorite podcast app or check us out on piecingpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Piecing It Together is a part of the All Points West Podcast Network. Listener, quick update before we continue on uh, the Ray Fisher uh, Justice League situation we were just discussing. Uh, We were looking things up. Rock Boy found an article posted to Cinema Blend just three hours ago. With Joss Whedon's spokesperson, his side's response. Oh, shit. To Ray Fisher's comments of changing the complexion. So the Whedon spokesperson who spoke with Cinnamon Blend on the condition of anonymity says the individual offered this statement, acknowledged that this was just something they had heard from someone else and accepted as truth. When in fact, research would prove that it was false as a standard on almost all films. There were numerous people involved with mixing the final product on this film, including the editor, special effects person, composer, etc. with the senior colorist responsible for the final version's tone, colors, and mood. This process was further complicated by the fact that Zach shot on film while Joss shot on digital 
which required the team led by the same senior colorist who has worked on previous films for Zach to reconcile the two, which is kind of a what we were saying just now, wasn't it? Sort of. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you're doing anything with d- any kind of imaging, there's going to be uh, po- uh, points where you have to change things but like or, or alter things to make it look better. I don't know. I mean, listen, this is, could be bullshit. This could be like a, you know, a uh, an excuse right. for whatever it is in like a cover up or whatever. But I also think that's also plausible yeah. that that's happening, too. So it's like whatever. Well, f- when things start to the facts start to come out, we'll see. But the, now you have the response. I, I think I mean, we definitely know that Joss Whedon well, Snyder originally intended that the, one of the climactic scenes to be very dark. Right. Black sky. And- Black sky, and then Josh changed it to a red sky. Yeah, and actually, by changing it to a red sky, he had made a lot of the costumes. Yep. Um, at the end, not look as well as good because those costumes were made with the intent of having a darker film. Right. There's and a red cast over film. everything. So you yeah. can see all the seams that you're not supposed to well, see. Yeah. So it's uh, it, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I'll say that. I'll echo the same sentiment as Rugs. We got to wait till more information comes out. While yeah. this is notable, however, because this is the first time Whedon, Whedon's camp has said anything since June, since Ray Fisher started making these claims. I guess when, I guess, uh, when you get considered called a racist, that's when you, you come out. <laughs> yeah, huh? like, okay, I got to say something what, now. Wasn't he accused of just as, you know, I don't even know how to equate it, but things that were bad as well prior to this, like being he a woman. cheated on his wife or something. Yeah, womanizer. He had issues. I guess racism so, is the draw. He's like, no, I am definitely not fucking racist. I definitely <laughs> cheat, but I'm not racist. Fuck, if someone's going to call me racist, <laughs> now I got to say something. So there you go, listener, the other side. But it is important to include in this fucking heated conversation as the investigation happens. More things will come out. We will continue looking for developments. Uh, anyways, this is the point of the show where I go, hey, you enjoy the show? Join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you'll be supporting the show. You ensure that we make the show every week. It keeps going, and you get bonus content uh, in an exclusive RSS podcast feed just for our Patreon supporters. The shows come out early. There's tons of stuff that comes out early. If you give us $10 or more a month, listener... Now you get put in this amazing tier where you get to pick any movie you want and to force us to watch and review. Oh, shit. And we will do it. And we did one last week, guys. Remember? Wolf Cup. Uh, and oh. then uh, things kind of... You credibility, too. Things kind of blew up in my face. Uh. Anthony, you saw the thread. Instead of me talking, can you explain what happened to the listener? As far as what happened with this movie? Yes. And what you decided to do and throughout who, the entire review? Who it was for and, and, well, and kept, who was I guess dedicated you kept to. saying that this was Lisa Morrison's request when in all actuality, and confirmed in the Facebook group, <laughs> this was Steve Morrison's request. Lisa Morrison hates this fucking film and does not like being misrepresented as someone that would have requested oh, such a thing. Shit. Basically, what we are trying to say is you suck, Imran. We are canceling you. And we are bringing on Lisa Morrison to host the show from now on. I, I, well, I got to go hang out with Joss Whedon now. Is you you got to go live with deal? Steve Morrison. Fuck You're basically Steve. changing oh, roles. Well, he happy to do that, yeah. too. I'll, I will go live with Lisa Steve. Is gonna Lisa is going to go come live here. in your house and foster so, all those dogs. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. And swing a mace around. And you're going to go up to Canada and you're going to live with Steve Morrison you know, and be I, his wife. She would be an improved me. That's for sure. You're going to play goalie up there. I will be. Lisa Morrison will be a better me than I could be. And I will try to stop goals with my fake teeth. 
uh, get them all knocked out. So, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring up the fake teeth. <laughs> I have to get there before you do. So the <laughs> Lisa Morrison, <laughs> after the Wolf Cup review comes out, she posts, I feel like I've been misrepresented by Imran. Oh, Wolf Cop was 100% for Steve Morrison. My review of the film is on par with Anthony. I did not want to watch it and was bored when I did. Tony, just be grateful. You don't have to watch the sequel. Oh, well, shit. Well, uh, oh, well. Hold on. We'll address that in a second. Let me just say, I, on the record, this was for Steve Morrison. I, look, I was trying to do a solid because the whole thing that started it was Fiddlesticks mentioned the guy should review Wolf Cop for Halloween. It would be fun. Lisa Morrison posted it would be Steve Morrison would love it if Imran could get that done. So I saw that. Look, I'm paying attention. I'm going to get it done. Lisa Morrison is the one who was paying us the $10 a month. Steve was not at the time. But, yes, I misspoke, and I, I am ashamed, and I have to give myself the shame bell. Shame. So we didn't have to watch Wolf Cop? Shame. No, we didn't. Shame. Oh. You basically gave him a freebie. Shame. I did. Shame. Why is that bad? Shame. Not good. I mean, it's not bad. It's just it's a nice thing <laughs> that we did. But I, I was under the impression that, that that's why we were doing it. Well, well now we're going to have to do another one. Well, after all that happened, st- someone, look, there is a bonus. Someone did enjoy this, and we and things come out smelling great. Everything's coming up Millhouse because Steve Morrison posts, since Anthony enjoyed Wolf Cop so much, I've decided to up my Patreon pledge. That's so great. Like, we shit all over his movie and he gave us more money. So he can enjoy <laughs> another Wolf Cop. Oh, shit. And immerse himself in the world of Wolf Dick. Good news. It's better than the first one. See, he's really pissed about this and he wants to fuck us. So he's, this is all about you, Anthony, right now. Hey, he really look, I must say, to, shout out. Thank yay. you, Steve Morris. He's willing to pony up money just to fucking make you suffer. I mean, I've had, this isn't the first time I've had someone with the uh, the Warwick uh, guy. What's Willow. his name? Willow. Yes, yeah. that cost us. See, like, I I made a bad comment about the now you're watching Willow. I had to watch Willow. Yeah. If we could just make more people hate Anthony into watching <laughs> movies, you'll be rich. Well, also, this has happened to you, Imran. Yes. This has happened to you with Kingsman. Yes. You made you made back. sour comments about Kingsman for yeah. some reason, and then yeah. you had. And now uh, that we have to watch make the us watch Kingsman oh, too. Yeah. Oh my God, this has happened over and over again. I'm just you, great. This is amazing. But you know what? That's why we're here. Thank you, Steve Morrison. No one, no one picks on like makes Rugboy watch movies. I've already seen everything. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's Rugboy, the problem. Rugboy shits on everything. So yes. why can't we like find something that He's he doesn't like? Equal opportunity. And when when Dan Slott writes a movie, <laughs> oh, that will be when we'll get rugs. Did he write the, a movie? Let's no, see if he I, wrote. I know Frank Miller's written really shitty movies. I don't think Dan Slott's written a movie. But again, thank you, Steve Morrison, for increasing your pledge. Nerd. Unbelievable. This week, bonus content on the Patreon. If you sign up, you will hear I did, uh, before we, I knew we were recording a review for the Borat sequel for the show, I did a whole Borat 2 uh, Corona Binge Report. Then Ruggs and I did a review of the show Utopia on Amazon Season 1 Review. And then there's a job Their talk. bottom is, is very weak. Uh, full-on sports show just uh, for a our lot. fan club. There's a lot. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Sign up today. Rugs, has Dan Slott written any movies? Um, he's writing Jackpot. He's not writing anything. He just he wrote some uh, cartoon stuff, I think. All right, I don't fuck know. Dan Slott. Fine. You like Dan Slott. Fuck that show. I do. I do. I do kind of like some of what he did, <laughs> but some of it, it goes a little much. But Superior Spider-Man, I loved it. Anyways, we're not here to talk about Spider-Man. We are here to review Borat's subsequent movie film. 
the Borat sequel came out on Amazon. Here are your spoilers, listener. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time! Uh, the full title, of course, being Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit, Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Uh, kind of gives you the, the plot in the title there. On Rotten Tomatoes, it is sitting at 85%. Tomato meter, 7.18 out of 10 on the average. And, of course, this movie... Is the you know the brainchild of a character by Sasha Baron Cohen who writ, wrote this with Anthony Hines, directed by Jason Woliner, uh, and you have a bunch of real people in the movie, of course, but it's starring Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat Sagdiev, and joining him, introducing his daughter Tutar Sagdiev, played by the wonderful Maria Bakalova. Other crazy cameos will, that are in there we'll get to later, and everybody else you don't really have to know about. What you should know about, listener, is this film, Sasha Baron Cohen shot this film in secret before and during the COVID pandemic. Nobody knew this was coming out until Collider broke the news in September that there is a sequel and it's done. And, you know, he wanted to put this out in theaters before the election. Uh, And when he found out this was going to be a problem, he started shopping it around. Universal let him. Amazon paid him $80 million oh, shit. to buy this, buy the rights to put it on Amazon Prime. And I was fully expecting to rent this movie. No. It's... And I was surprised when I was like, oh, it's just fucking, it's an Amazon movie. I think a lot of people would have bought it. I, I would have paid 20 bucks. I was for excited. This. I would have absolutely. An Amazon movie. I would have paid 20 bucks for this in a second. What is uh, eh, the budget? Doesn't matter. I don't know what it is. Anthony. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Anthony, what uh, what happens in Borat's subsequent movie film? Uh, this is a... I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> I don't know what the title is for something like this. Um, but it's a movie about... It's a sequel to Borat. Yes. Where uh, he gets sent on a mission to rebuild yes. uh, the relationship between Kazakhstan and the U.S. And he is... Uh, given a task by the Kazakh government and that task keeps changing as the movie moves forward. But he basically, by the end of it, he has to give his daughter um, who's been introduced in this movie over to someone important within the, the Americas. Michael Penis. Um, well, we have a couple of different guys <laughs> um, to just rebuild the relationship. So yeah, that's, that's what the movie it's about uh, delivering his daughter to the Trump regime. I mean, way. to simplify it, he's just got to bribe an American, uh, yeah, some some American I mean, the, cabinet that, member. That long ass title is basically the plot of the movie, uh, and of course, hilarity, candid camera, hidden camera shit happens as is the deal with Borat. Anthony, what did you think? Uh, I know you you've seen the first one. Everyone should see the first movie. I don't know. Fourteen years later, it puts out a sequel, and I thought it was funny that he's explained that he was in prison for 14 years because he embarrassed the nation from the first movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a, as far as like movies we talk about, this is probably, you know, this style of movie is super hard to even critique because it's, 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 mo- it's a movie, but it's not really a movie. It's like an <laughs> I gotcha kind of thing. A mockumentary. Is, is it, is it, I don't think I it's don't a know. mockumentary. No, I don't a think story that's a, in it too. Yeah, uh, th- this is one of those things where when I say this about comedies all the time, comedies play by different rules than actual movies, yeah. Yeah. right? Especially if it's like a mockumentary or like a, a, a documentary style. 
it's very hard because they don't have a narrative structure. You can't analyze the script. You can't really analyze. Right. La- you just got to go. Did it make you laugh? Yeah. Did you, did you urinate a little? <laughs> Eat a little. Like, did you <laughs> fart and while you were laughing that you, or did you, <laughs> did you have to like, uh, grab onto something to stand up because you're out of breath. That's where you basically, <laughs> yeah. that's how you grade this were movie. Were you crying? That's you were really... you cringing? Well, the, the weird thing about this movie is there is like a a plot. Yeah, there's and a story. And at the end, well, and, and that's the same thing in the first one, but by yeah. the end, you're kind of, it's kind of trying to make you feel things about like women and like yeah. this daughter. Yeah. So um, what did I think? Overall, I mean, I enjoyed the film. It's it's a fun film. Uh, you know, I laughed at a lot of different things. It's it's really clever with some of the things Borat says to people um, and some of the reactions that he gets. Um, so all of that's good. Again, I, good. Good point by Rugboy. You can't really judge this film the same way you can judge right. other films. So yeah. I'll, I'll kind of put that to the side a little bit. The only thing is when movies like th- a movie like this tries to incorporate like real pranks. Yeah. I get a little skeptical in the amount of camera work that's in these real pranks. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing I was questioning is how much of this this is actually real. I don't think you don't really know most either. of it's real. I think even the the stuff that you think is real. Yeah. I think there's actors there. Really? I, hmm. Yeah. Like some of the camera work is just like it's too professional. Well, but he tells everyone that he is a documentarian journalist from Kazakhstan. But who doesn't know that that's Borat? Some people Sa- don't. Who doesn't know? I mean, there's a lot so, of people yes. there's a lot of people that don't know that Sasha Baron. But the the stuff with like the scene when in the in the the kids dance like the the debutante ball those kids know who sasha so, baracolin is those kids some of those kids were brought in or something there was a, but the the older but people the only thing is this movie real. opens that up where yeah, like yeah. okay now i'm trying to figure out what's real and what isn't and it just makes me a little skeptical i don't think everything i don't i don't think most of it's real i i think that um the part of the the shocking part is if it is real right that's what makes it even better yes if it's not real and it's staged, then you're like, yeah, anybody could. That's just kind of like a guy just making that. And I'm going to that's going to lead me to my critique of it. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that if you're a guy like me, who's pretty. Not into Trump. Yeah, you can you're going to laugh a lot. Oh, yeah. All right. But if you're yeah, a guy that the likes other Trump, is not going to like this. Right? You're probably ah, going not, to not like no, this not like and this kind way. of feel in, assaulted by it in a way. Yeah. And so I think it's going to be a polarizing thing because it's like one of those things that um, this movie's hitting Trump pretty hard and all those like uh, people of the, you know, the middle red states and all that stuff. Does it so that well? Are maybe though. a little bit more uh, likely to uh, brandish a rebel flag here and there and say, <laughs> you know, they're they're going to feel like they're being assaulted when they see this, which is if it's true that they actually were caught out there doing this stuff, that's one thing. But if it's a contrived thing to kind of, I don't know, like our people are really going to do put a fucking thing on a cake that says the Jews are not replaced. That lady didn't Is care. That, She's like, okay, the Jews will not. Smiley do you face, know if smiley that, faces. Do you know if that was real or not? That's I think Anthony brought yeah. that up. That, so that, that's the that's question. a good point. I have a couple of articles I'll bring up later. In some cases, you will you will see that this is absolutely real. But yes, it does kind of muddy the waters. However, Anthony, you know, it's just it just yeah. it's easier to believe the first Borat 
was a lot more real. It's yeah, just hard nobody to knew who now. he was. Yeah. Well, so initially, when I heard that there's a sequel, that was my first concern. I was like, how can you do Borat anymore? The jig is up. Everybody knows. And cleverly, in the beginning of the movie, yeah, he does address that. Of. But he fi- so this also gives him a, a reason to get crazy costumes. But he manages. I think he legit manages to find people who do still do not know who Borat is. Well, I read about the, the the scene first off. This movie's way more political, as Ruggs mentioned, than the it first really one. really is, yes. Uh, yeah. It's definitely taken aside. Um, yeah. the, I read the scene, though, where they do the, that they do the, the period blood dance, which yes, is the most that, disgusting thing they've was done. That crazy. And, and the funniest thing. All, it is funny. But I read that, like, they, that wasn't, they they staged a lot. Like, they, they brought in a lot of people under the, the guise of one thing, so it was never really, like, this daughter daughter daddy yeah. dance reveal some thing. of those kids did catch on that that was sasha baron cohen no, i'm saying that some of those know. kids none of those kids were there for what yeah. the, the movie's intending you to think that's what they were but there for the babysitter that he leaves her with is she, she she's absolutely 100 percent real that is a sweet old lady here's her story right the, 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 the black lady yes here's her story i read this article she told um, she's talking to Variety or something. She said there was a there was a, a an ad looking for elderly black women, and there was an interview. And I went, and I was surprised when I got it. Uh, she doesn't feel betrayed by him. He paid her thirty six hundred dollars, and she really did was concerned about Tutor. Um, she thought it was you know what some about of the, the cameras the tradition. Well, he told her they're filming a documentary. So okay. she was fine with the cameras. Now, here's the great thing. When that story came out, they put out a GoFundMe. They raised her $65,000. After that story, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, gave, made a $100,000 donation to babysitter Janice Jones's hometown uh, to help her. But this is a legit, sincere, sweet old woman that wanted to help tutor. I call her old. I don't think she was old. She, how old was she? <laughs> I think she, she wasn't in her 40s or 50s. She just has, she's like the aunt, you know. Maybe she, yeah. Okay, she's not old. She's not old at all. You're right. <laughs> she's younger than Imran. Yeah, she's she your age, if not younger. Wait, hold on. How old is she? <laughs> I just keep, she's not old. She's, you uh, play it off like she's like this old like this 90 year old. Fake news, Imran. 90 year old black lady. That's fake news. There is an old lady. I did read an article where the old lady that, uh, he plays the prank where he's dressed as a Jew and he's okay. like the devil. I have yes, and he like completely misled them yes. on what was going on, and they were pissed. Like this, the lady died. The lady died later. Yes, and then the family was oh, pissed, shit. and they were they were they were they were trying to sue him, and the, yeah. uh, it well, was dismissed. What did they think was going on? The guy is dressed as a Jew. It, well, so we I can tell you, it tells you exactly what uh, he told them. The lawsuit was dismissed by the judge. Uh, really, I forgot what they uh, were mad about. T- 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 uh, well, just being tricked into the because it was the whole ho- the, his crazy relationship with the Holocaust, which was so twisted and backwards. And I think it was something along hilarious. the lines of the fact that they didn't know she that thought it was he a was legitimate gonna, documentary. Well, yeah, and they didn't know how much he was gonna like, yeah, play up how racist that character <laughs> really is. But that was a touching moment and an important moment in the Borat storyline where he's, uh, you know, he's there with Jewish people. It's an important people. moment. Yes, because he's, 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 he's he hugs her. this plot like it's a real thing. And he's Jewish. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen's Jewish. Well, I know that. And I think he told her he was Jewish. But it was part of like, you know, 
he was, you know, how he's scared of, of, of the Jews and that they will kill him. And he went there because that's the most fucked up line where he's like, uh, I wanted to take my life. So I went to the nearest synagogue to wait for the next mass shooting. Oh, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's Jesus dark. Christ. That's and pretty then funny. His costume with the long nose. And she's like, you could touch my nose. And they hug. And then the whole twist of how. I love how he gets introduced to social media and Facebook with fake news. Yeah, he finds the- fa- he reads <laughs> oh the Facebook God. and figures out that the Holocaust was the Holocaust staged. never happened. And then he get and then he's happy once he realizes it did. She's like the Holocaust. I was there. The Holocaust happened because in Kazakhstan, that is their one crowning achievement was the work they did at the Holocaust. Oh, what did they do? Why? They didn't really do uh, anything in the Holocaust. Anything. That's, that, that's just no. yeah. That's just. He's just playing that. Yeah, he's, he's making so, that he's, up. Yeah, but, yeah. Making uh, things up because no one cares about Kylix on, apparently. I just want to go through your favorite moments of the movie because there are so many fucking... So, overall, again, super satirical. This movie had me from crying to cringing, like a Larry David Kirby enthusiasm, to my jaw on the floor going, what the fuck, the fuck? is going on? Holy shit, it's so clever. Well, the thing is, when I watched this film, I was like, of course, a huge fan of Borat from the Ali G show and then the movie, which is I never laughed more in a movie theater in my the life first than that one, first amazing. movie. I just I think I might have passed out yeah, from laughing. Yeah, was, my sides were hurting. I remember. I think that we much. watched it uh, at my house one time. You were over. Yeah, we watched it together. Like I fucking love that movie. It makes me laugh Goodness. so much. And this is doesn't hold a candle to it. And I think the reason is number one, it did choose a side and did that thing, which is which is fine. Yeah. But I think the humor that you you could do, how many years ago yeah, was it? Yeah. Like you know, fourteen like years 10, ago. Fourteen, 14 years, years ago, that movie. Came you can't out. do now. Yeah. All that stuff is like cancel worthy. All of the fucking. He doesn't you know, give a of, fuck though. Still, he still does he it, still but does he's it. doing it. He's before he was doing it earnestly yeah. to like make fun of things, yeah. but like now he's kind of like using it to tell like the story of how he's wrong. Well, he, he's also using it like in a very political way, right? Like he's. Yeah. Once, like he's going after one side, yeah. as you've mentioned. Yeah. So before it was just like anything goes. Pro feminist. We're too. just gonna try. We're we're just gonna try and shock people and just say outrageous things that no one would actually say. And now it's like it's being used as a weapon, kind of, and it's a little different. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's a little different. The humor doesn't hit as hard. It's not as. It's not as mean spirited as it was. <laughs> it's still I mean, mean spirited. That's something interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the, I guess I mean the line where he's like Saudi, like you want to make like oh, the Saudis oh my and cut God. him up. Yeah. So holy shit, he does another. Remember the first one? It was throw the Jew down the well. He got everyone to sing that song, and then this one, he's like journalists. What should we, what should we do? So do like the Saudis and chop him up, and he gets everyone singing this fucking song about Obama was the hater. Holy shit. I think shit. that they caught on to who he was and they're like, oh, he's going to make us look bad. And they tried yeah. to run him out so of there. There is a you can see he Sasha Baron Cohen put out a video and with the caption, this movie was not easy to make. And you could see that scene. He's doing that scene. And from the back, these guys come up and they start yelling and they're chanting USA and they fucking bum rush the stage. Oh, shit. He runs off into the into it looks like an ambulance or a, a truck. Yeah. And you're in there with him and he's holding the door closed. He's like, let's get the fuck out of here because they were going to fucking kill him. I mean, no, I think they wanted them to delete the fucking footage because I think they knew who he was. They knew that they were going to use yeah, it so in a movie. The young they didn't guy, want, I think, well, figured out who he was. Shouldn't have been singing along to the fucking lyrics, young guy. How about that? <laughs> I mean, that's the type of thing where 
you know, That'll I, I don't want punched. him to die, but yes, he's bringing it on killed. himself when yes. he does things like that. So speaking of that, how about, look, this is the brilliance of Sasha Baron Cohen. He is willing to put himself in dangerous, uncomfortable situations that make you uncomfortable. And up until this point, he's just been doing it by himself. His daughter, played by Maria Bakalova, oh my God. First of all, she was amazing. I was so impressed. I don't know where she came from, but he actually got someone else to do this with him, and she was fucking full 100% in. Unbelievable. Like, she stole the show. She was amazing. I loved her. She was good. Yeah, she was good. Yeah. <laughs> she was. It's hard to, I, I think the the first one is, you just can't, that first one had a you magic. Can't or the, the first you just one. can't. No, no. And it's 14 years later, yeah. and it's just harder to, like, believe, like, as I mentioned to start the thing, that everything happened the way you think, like, that every, everything was on the up and up in terms of all these being pranks. And it is just a lot more political, so it you know it's it's more of a it's kind of like a propaganda film. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Michael Moore thing a yeah. little bit. It, it, you know? it is, it is, but it's still funny. It's, and it's still it, it still required this girl to now fill this role of Borat's daughter, which I think was going to be a hard thing to do. And she yeah. she held her own. Uh, she, I mean, there's some funny fucking moments in this film, and I was just chuckling all the time. Like some of the lines are like throwaway lines, but I'm like, yes. that's so fucking clever. There's, he's the so there's, clever. There's the way he's saying these things, yeah. and it's just so offhanded. I'm like, oh my god. I mean, oh, okay. Let's just go down the list. It opens up with uh, the Trump cartoon. Oh my god, the of animation. Him grabbing her by the pussy he's and dancing, dancing with, with her. her hand oh, in yeah, her he wants to be like oh, she shit. wants to be like Melania and get yes. a new cage and live in a cage. The Melania like fairy tale story. Where he and he's got this journal that, like, <laughs> how to take care of a, a, a girl. The book, the drawings in the book were amazing. Yeah. Hilarious. Asimov's a chair with a dick. So Asimov's not in here, and you find out that he's a armchair, and he's sitting on his penis. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to watch this video. They put out this. Uh, he did a live stream afterwards, Anthony, for half an hour. where he Oh, it's funny. He just answered questions from random people. He would pop in as Borat. Fucking hilarious! One of my favorite part was little kid. One, but there's a little kid there, and he's like, "Your parents are irresponsible. They make you watch this." But someone asked him about Azamat. He's like, "Do you miss Azamat?" He's like, "Yeah, I miss him, my buddy. But he makes a great chair. If you pull his crumb, it recline." So, <laughs> so fucking. Funny. Oh shit! Uh, I, I, yeah. the, the, the level of like humor you know and just the thought process and that humor i i, I do quite enjoy it there's it a couple funny. of my favorite uh borat lines when they were at the tanning salon and he's like uh what color is best for racist family and the lady without missing a beat she goes oh this one right here i think this one how dark does she want to go this one like these people answer these questions it could be editing but it was just uh, yeah, without I, was just missing say, I, don't, a beat. I don't know what to believe if that's uh, real or not or when he's buying but it's the dress. It's funny. It's fucking funny. He's buying the dress. And he goes, where is the no means yes section? And then she both laugh. I don't know why. Bag? Those were all funny. I, uh, the ones, uh, the two that made me laugh the most, besides like the obvious bits, I liked when they were at the, the makeup store and they're just biting the lipstick. Oh, he's eating, eating it. lipstick. Like, and then at one point that. he eats the lipstick and goes, yeah. this is not so nice. <laughs> and not she's, he's like, I, it's not to be eaten. <laughs> that and then the freaking, when he's at the barber shop, and this oh, yes. this guy I think is real. I think the guy that yes. but who knows. Um uh, but he, he's he pulls his arm. He's like, "You want me to shave your arm?" <laughs> and he's like, he he no. the, the fact I don't know why that made me laugh is the fact that he's like, "You want me to shave your arm?" No. Then he's like, "You're not going to shave my whole head, are you?" He's like, "No." And then he shows him the pictures of like yes. the animals and then he's yeah. like, oh, "You only do animals basically." He's like, "No, well, I had the honor of uh shaving this man's 
Cubist before he got his rum taken away. It's like, oh, thanks. And then just like the fact that he's like cutting the hair and showing it to him. He's like, that dude didn't bat an eyelash. He did not bat an eye. And that guy was like, if if it's not staged, that guy was super like patient and just chill about the whole thing. And even at the end, like he's like dusting him off with the towel and then he like rubs it in between his yeah, and he's crunch. like okay yeah, that guy goes okay go ahead no no he, he's like he, he like does like a silent like do you want me to do it in between yeah. your crotch and the yeah. guy like does a sure. big head nod like yes. he's like yes <laughs> this was sex crime before they remove his crumb I remove his pubis I was given honor I mean do how about do you think the the rednecks he quarantined with was they real how long uh, did he stay with them I don't feel like that's real he got Amazon packages of flashlights delivered the, the, the to them cameras are, are too like how are you have the camera you have cameras in the house that like, shit was hilarious those cameras are like put in the walls well some of them are like security cameras yeah they were like up and high like hidden maybe they were hidden I don't, I don't know that one that know. one seemed those that one guys, I didn't believe those guys really hated Democrats though I'll tell you what they're not. Was, that one was a little hard for me to believe. I just couldn't believe that they would let someone install cameras in there. So the girl has a lot of great lines, like when she's with the uh, the sugar baby, and she's like, I can open a bottle with my small hole. You want to see? And she fucking does it. Uh, and then, uh, oh, the part where he goes, how much do you think she's worth at the Debbie Temple? The guy's like, $500. And the teenage girl next to her goes, that's, that's fucking so gross. gross. I was yeah, like, oh gross. my god. I laughed my ass off at that. I'm like, what a loser, you fucking piece of shit. When he goes to the Republican Party, he's wearing a clan outfit. He's like, hello, I'm late. I'm Stephen Miller. I'm late. <laughs> yeah, Fuck that's great. <laughs> uh, oh god, should, there's should so many. Should we get to the, um, the one that has everyone talking? Yes. Uh, Starting the end of this, that. you know, the end of this movie also has a big twist in the story, but Two big cameos. Let's just start with fucking Rudy Giuliani. The fuck? What the fuck are you doing, Rudy Giuliani? Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually be uh, I'm gonna defend Rudy. I don't think he was that bad. I don't think he was bad at all. Actually, to be honest with you, I think she was baiting him. She was definitely baiting. Of course, that was of the course. Point. It's fucking yeah. Borat too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, like the the scene everyone's talking about is when he sticks his hand down his pants. Yeah, he they were taking out the off, microphone. He removes the mic, and yeah. I think he's yeah. just putting his. His shirt, shirt came up yes. his pants. I watched it again. They, they they make that up to be like a big thing, like an I got gotcha you yes, thing. I yes. don't think they got him there. No, no, no. But it it it. If you screenshot that, yes, it looks compromising. But I watched it again, and you're absolutely right. However, I think the part where she's like, "Let's go to the bedroom," and, and he's like, drink. "Of course, have a drink." Like that's you know, ah. Rudy. Rudy, what are you doing? But you're right. Nothing he's happened. Just an old guy. He pulled, he's, like he's a fucking. He's Rudy. He's crazy. Heard, he's crazy. I heard someone else trying to explain away these junkets where they all they're always in hotel rooms How and there's fall always for this with for them first of all and one's the fat, green fat, room. This. The bedroom's the green room, yes. and then the other uh, other room they use in the suite is the, the hot room. None of his people fucking background check this interview. They just fucking went with it. I don't know about that. That's real. I mean, so, yeah, that I know is real. That's I know real. that he one's real. I mean. Maybe Sasha Baron Cohen like Borat hasn't done this before, or or Al, or Sasha Baron Cohen hasn't gotten dignitaries on camera all, before. All he the does time. it all the time. Yeah, all the time. He's had Why Trump. is he any different? Yeah, he's no, that's true. But it was it got it got him good press for the movie, and that's what, the benefit. That, that was the moment of the film that all, yes, got everyone. All this talking. bad press, these these articles that come out, it's only helping him. But I love when he he when. Uh, Borat bursts in as the cameraman, and then and then Rudy leaves, and they're both arguing with him, and he's like, "My back pussy very tight, take me." And she's like, "No, my front anus. I want to marry you." And they just fucking want to get him. I, I, also, just to defend Rudy, I don't think Rudy's a great 
Like I, I don't, I'm not a Rudy insane. guy by any means, but I got to call it like I see it. People were making it out to be like Rudy's like with a 15 year old. First off, the lady's actually 24. She's 24. Yes, she's playing up in the movie that she's 15, but playing in that scene like she's also older. That she's a fan of him too. Well, yeah, and but she's like a legit reporter, right? Like yeah, older, yeah. like yeah. So none of this like. He was in the room with a 15-year-old, and he was no. touching his dick. Yeah. Like, okay, that didn't happen the no, way you're, you're playing this out. You're right. I do think it's so brilliant that she ends up being a like right-wing YouTube uh, news <laughs> personality. Like That's fucking. That's what would happen. It's dead on. I mean, they did a great job in yeah. terms of like setting that up. Uh, so that takes us to the twist at the end, what he was really set on. What did you think of that, that they kind of reversed force? It's clever. They reversed force gumped this. <laughs> and uh, B- Borat was the reason he was the spreading virus coronavirus. spread. Oh, shit. oh, he gave it to Tom Hanks. That was another. Oh, I was like, what's Tom Hanks doing in this fucking uh, in this movie? He's the one that gave it to Tom Hanks. Remember, we were we it was on the show. Remember in March where at the end of a show you were like, oh shit, Tom Hanks has right. it. Remember yeah, that he shit? He in Australia. Yeah. And he boy, goes to, so. It's, it's funny. It's funny. I, you know, it, it's funny. It's just, you know, it's it, the, the plot's thrown out the window. So you're just like, oh, yeah. that, that was, I guess that was like a twist, but it's, I'm not really looking for a twist in a Borat <laughs> movie, but okay, but, cool. Dude, I'll go with it. It gets so much clever because then Borat blackmails the dude and it le- it leads to a fucking feminist Kazakhstan. Oh, shit. Uh, and uh, he goes, just like US of A and Saudi Arabia, <laughs> there's a warehouse full, warehouse full of women posting fake news as black men on Facebook saying, I love Trump. They invent a maskini. Uh, and then they realize the greatest threat to Kazakhstan is no longer the Jew. It is the Yankee. And then I love this callback to the first movie. They replaced the running of the Jew is now the running of the American. Oh, shit. So fucking funny. Oh, my God. With a Karen and a Dr. Fauci with a big needle. Uh, it was so good. Anthony. Yes. I was wondering during the whole movie. When they were speaking Kazakh back and forth, there's no subtitles. Sometimes there was, sometimes there wasn't. I was wondering if he was speaking gibberish. What were they speaking? First off, I didn't know that you guys, you didn't know this. That, that like having been a, a fan of Borat. I may have known it and forgotten. I don't know. I don't know it <laughs> well, now. Okay. So this I found pretty fucking mind blowing. So Borat throughout Bo, all his Borat shtick, Shasha Baron Cohen is actually speaking Jewish or he, Hebrew. Hebrew. Me. Hebrew. Wow. That's all Hebrew. So, he's speaking Hebrew with like a sprinkle of Polish in there. Yes, but no one knows what the fuck Kazakh's language sounds like, at least here in America, they just assume that that's a religious language and that he's speaking that language instead of Hebrew and Polish. And if you translate what he's saying, he is actually saying those words. Wow. Now, the more mind-blowing thing is Tutar. I don't know if you did, Rugs, do you know what language she's speaking? Um, I'm going to say Russian. She speak well... It's not Hebrew or not. Yes, yeah, not Hebrew. It is Bulgarian. She's Bulgarian. So, She's actually Bulgarian. What, so the, the, what? the levels to this is he's speaking Hebrew, Hebrew to her. Polish. She's responding in Bulgarian. And it sounds amazing. They're, but they're both sound, I guess, the same because we just don't understand <laughs> languages, apparently. But they're both saying the things that are being translated to us in English. In two different languages. But it, that no, is but a fake. They don't language. understand each other. No. So they have to remember what it means in English oh. and then say it in another language. That's a good point. He would That's have to remember crazy. her lines that she was saying in Bulgarian. Bulgarian. And she would have to know his lines. Lines and yes. know that what that line is, he's going to say in it in Hebrew. Hebrew. But this is what it is in oh English. Oh my God! Why that? Oh shit! That, why would you do that? Just make up a fucking <laughs> gibberish language. Who cares? 
I think that's just makes it more fucking that's a, funny. It's that's crazy because Kazakhstan is it, it, it's in Russia, but it's like uh, I think it's like a, a mix of the Mongolian yes. era. Yes. It's, it's its own yep. place now, but yeah. um, they speak a lot of Russian. But actually, their main language is Kazakh. They but have the, a language. If, if the, of their the, own. the look of the majority, they have their own language. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but Rugs, you're right. The majority of the people, and a lot of them look. Yeah, they, there's a, more there's Mongolian, a, like a Chinese Asian features. tinge yes, to a yes, lot of them. Yes, they don't look European. No, but yeah, like in that, between that, that blew my mind. I'm like, wait, that's like next level that they're speaking in languages. They're speaking in two languages that they don't understand from one another. But they have to remember the context. They have to remember the English. Line. And it sounded it sounded so good. Like you, you, it was honest. And really, I love the heartfelt story where Borat oh, shut up. learns to <laughs> love a daughter and not put her in a cage more than his sons. And they're getting together. And then that Kazakhstan turns into a feminist nation. I thought it was the, the their relationship, the story between the two of them was fantastic. And he felt for him because he, Oh my God. Come, he did, you really, you, you got that invested. I did because Borat <laughs> thinks women can't drive or own a business or do anything. And his whole life he's been lied to. And he's yeah, dying yeah, to her. Half the movie is like pranks. I know, but they're hilarious. Pranks. <laughs> so but there after is heart, I, uh, there's heart in it. I, I wa- after I watched this film, I was like, Oh yeah, I got the internet. Let me look up Kazakhstan. Yeah. So I went and did a couple of like uh travel logs on YouTube's. Yeah. And evidently, yes, it's uh, you know, there is an Asian tinge to uh as Anthony said to the people there. And uh what we would think is Asian, yeah. They yeah. there is a mub- uh, a large Muslim population. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they evidently eat horse meat and it's supposed to be very delicious. Sure. Why not? Oh shit. So you could eat any animal. Yeah, yeah. And basically they're trying to get tourism going over there. They don't like this movie. And so so <laughs> they actually are using Borat. Oh, no way. His catchphrase, that's very nice <laughs> in all of their new, the newest um, travel stuff. Very nice. Come to Kazakhstan. I, so I, I got a couple of fun facts because Imran loves fun facts. Yeah, I love fun facts. Azamat, mm-hmm. in the first film, yeah. he's speaking Armenian the entire time. Okay, that makes sense. He looks Armenian. Yeah. But they're, you know, again, they're doing Hebrew this thing where they're Armenian. speaking to each other in different that languages. This is kind of mind blowing. Passing it as Kazakh. Um, the first film and the second film, both of those opening scenes were filmed in Romania. Yeah. But okay. the second film, they couldn't film in Romania, the same location, because the first film, they caught wind. The people of that town caught wind of oh, what he did. Yeah. And they were like, fuck you. We're no. not letting you come back. I'm lying to us again. I thought it was funny in this movie how this time when he goes, I'm going to America. Everyone's like, boo, get the fuck out. We hate you. And so the <laughs> first time, everyone was cheering him on. To go to America. I, I did enjoy in the beginning when he was trying to be Borat and the people were like, you're Borat, trying yeah, to get his like, no. like, uh, uh, autograph and <laughs> yeah. all that. And I knew that would happen. And I was like, and then you just got to give him a chance to wear fun costumes. Uh, I like when he saw the costume of himself. Yeah, stupid foreign <laughs> reporter. He's like, this looks nothing like me. He's like, no, this looks just like you. He's like, no. <laughs> I love the other line where he goes back to the babysitter and she's got the mask on and it's, she goes, have you been tested? He goes, to see if I had syphilis, I had it 15 times. And then at the end, he goes, will you be my new black wife? She goes, no, <laughs> yeah, sir, I will not be, be your new black wife. He I'm going to pick up my okay. ball and Jane. My ball, it's a kettlebell also. I was like, he's got a kettlebell. The most Same uncomfortable I, I got was not the, the period scene. I didn't think that was, I was, I, I was just like, this is ridiculous. The most uncomfortable I got was when he's with the, the, the pastor guy. Oh, my God. He's trying to explain to get the baby out. He's like, it, he's will hurt, dad. it will hurt her anus. His arms are like this. And he's holding his arms like, <laughs> oh, my God. I was so, they cut out. There was lines in the trailer that they didn't use. I just love how calm the pastor was. And yes. he's like, it's like no, why well, do you keep referring to her as your daughter? She is and your daughter, he right? He confirms that he's the daughter, daughter. And he's like, well, 
we can't take it up. It's God's wish. This is God's like thing, I guess. Like, like, I, like, I, we can't do it. I'm I like, oh my the- God, you're so like, I'd be like, if Borat was doing that and told me his like daughter was, I, I might want to kill the guy. Yes. Or call the cops or something. Something. So I'm going to call somebody. He's like, well, I am from the South. Yes. <laughs> like, I see this a lot. He was prepared. I've seen this before. Yes, he was prepared uh, to have answers for that. The women's convention where she goes and she fucking masturbates and then tells them all oh, we yeah. should touch ourselves and your vagina doesn't have teeth in it and won't bite your hand. Yeah, that was busting uncomfortable. That was her moment to shine. <laughs> I can't believe he got this girl, Maria Bakalova, so in- invested to do this. It was I thought that was so impressive. And I love that. And we'll never see her again. And we're probably never gonna see her. Well, Remember? He got the uh I mean, that was this thing in the first he got Azimat, the guy who played Azimat. To be super invested as well, so yeah, she's gonna be a chair next time. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're sitting on him and it's a fucking dick. You pull his crumb, the chair recline. <laughs> How about where she goes? I want a man who makes sex attack with me to the plastic surgeon. And she goes, "Would you make sex attack with me?" And he goes, "If your father wasn't here." They go high five and I fucking oh shit, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, it's full of this. It's these amazing lines and amazing moments. Uh, okay, anything? We re- okay, this. How much is that? Oh, okay. Uh, what if we replace the silicone with potato? potato it's like <laughs> we can't put potatoes. Oh, here's another one. When he goes and gets the cell phone. Yes. Oh, oh, that's yeah. great. And then he goes and jerks off. Oh, that's fucking it's great. On the it's on the thing. He's like, he immediately he immediately figures out that there's porn on it, and he's like, I'll be right back. Well, he, he has him look up something, and it's and it's obviously going to pull up porn. Yes. And then he's like, and he's like, oh, okay, I got to go to the bathroom. I'll I be right back. He's like, you stay here. And then it's still on the screen. And then he was at the end of the movie, that guy. The guy was back. Yeah. That was the guy who recorded and blackmailed uh, the Kazakh guy for the revenge. That's right. right. That's uh, right. I also like what, after the potatoes in the the, the plastic <laughs> station where he's like, what if we invite perverts and you could take the money you charge them to watch? And she's like, well, <laughs> I just like that they wouldn't do the operation for $75. Yeah, like, yeah. nope, why? we have all of this money here, but we Get can't do it cash. for that 75 She didn't bat an eye at the bag of cash. I'm sure she gets that a lot, too. I mean, this is a Borat thing, but it's still every time he meets someone, especially a man, and kisses them on the cheek on both sides, <laughs> I, I, I just That's die. funny. <laughs> or remember when the guy, he opens the he, he opens the crate and he has to nail it back shut with the, with the, the girl in it. He's oh, yeah. like, put it back. I'm returning this. <laughs> she ate the monkey. He did it. He, he left. Yeah, he did it. And she ate a fucking monkey in the box. She ate uh, yeah. Johnny. Uh, oh so uh, what else? Let's rate I, it. Let's I rate guess. it and review it. I talked about all the lawsuits and the crazy stories. Uh, Rugs, rate it and rank it. You already said you don't think rank it's better it than the first what? one. With the first one, obviously. Okay. <laughs> I already ranked it. Just below, the, below first the first one. one. Where would you put it with this one and, like, let's say Bruno? Well, I don't remember Bruno. Oh, this is better this than Bruno. Up. Okay. I mean, Bruno was funny too, but this is way this is way more my type of shit. Um, DNG, what's DNG? Dolce and Gabbana. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, dude, I think. Wait, one note about Sasha Baron Cohen and the character of Borat and Bruno. I think he was heavily influenced by the amazing comedic work of one actor, Bronson Pinchot. Oh shit! Let me explain. Is this a guess? Or no, is this, this is, is a guess. This is my theory because oh, I don't even know who that is. Bronson Pinchot in Beverly Hills Cop plays Serge, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Serge is a lot like Bruno. Bronson Pinchot plays Balky Bartokomus in Perfect Strangers, and I've been rewatching it on Hulu, and I shit you not, it's fucking, it's a wholesome Borat. Oh, he just took Balky and made him like a really disgusting, like R-rated, and he's doing Balky. 
Sasha Baron Cohen is essentially doing Balky Bartakamas. That is my hot take, people. Talking nerd. I'm down with that. I mean, look, uh, being of European descent, of uh, you know, of questionable European yeah, it's a descent. Similar, like, I'm like from I'm from where the gypsy tears come yeah, from. Like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, whenever I see like, a, was a gypsy. Anytime I see any type of like uh, old world, like old, like just like ass backwards people, it makes me laugh. If it's like fucking Balky. You know, spitting on the floor and doing the, you know, doing some weird fucking shit yeah. that's from the old country that makes no sense. I, it makes me it's laugh because I know that there's people like yes, this in my are. own family. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I'm always good for that. That's my theory. Give me a number. What would you rate this one? At a scale of one to ten, I'd give it like a seven and a half. Oh, okay. All right, Anthony. I'm going to go six and a half. I got kind of in my own head about like what was real and what was not. So kind of like. At times, I was just, like trying to figure out. I'm like, ah, this isn't real. And, then, <laughs> and whenever I like don't think it's real, it it makes it not as funny for me. Oh, all right. But but that's still. I mean, it's still highly entertaining. It's still very clever. Like even the the offshoot lines where even they're not pranking people, but where they're just talking to one another, it's fucking funny. Like there's they're saying some really clever shit shit, and it's like very dark, which I enjoy. So I mean, I love Sasha Baron Cohen. He is. I mean, he's brilliant. This is a brilliant mind. He's super clever. I will agree with Rugboy. The first one is funnier and it has the, uh, uh, the being the first, it has that sense. And again, I watched it in the audience and you, I tell you, watch this with a bunch of people that you don't know and you're uncomfortable with them and you're also laughing like it's a great experience. I want to love that with this second one because we would have had a great time, but I still fucking, I think, yeah. I was just going to say, I think if you would have watched it with an audience, you yeah. might have had. Uh, a lot of people walk up and pretty pissed off. But they would, I absolutely. This would be the movie people would leave, and it would get even more viral, and he would get more bad press. You, you might like get fights in the movie theater. You, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, probably. But I'm gonna give this one. Uh, I fucking I love that. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. The first one to me is like a nine, nine and a half. It's a, a just fucking almost perfect. Can you imagine just on that thought, like watching this movie if you were they they show this movie in like somewhere down south or oh, like God. Texas or yeah, like. The amount of fights that might happen at the theater. You walk in and you're like, you're expecting to be entertained, and then you're you you're attacked the entire movie. You just hear some guy get up from the back. That shit ain't funny. And then you're like, oh boy, we got a problem now. You know, I mean, uh, it, it, people were attacked. Yeah, yeah, he was attacked. Half I mean, of our country just, was attacked. You know, shitty people, yeah. but I yeah, mean, no. they're people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's people, probably safer but, that yeah. this came out on Amazon, but fucking hilarious hilariously delivered as always by Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay, let's do news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I got two great fun questions we can discuss uh, in News from the Nation. The first one from Jess Rivera, who posted uh, a graphic that featured Christopher Lee and four different roles he's played. And it says, if actors could build a team out of the characters they played, whose team would be untouchable? Geek bonus. Uh, first of all, great fucking question. He says, who are some other great teams? So in this photo, what you're looking at is the great Christopher Lee playing Saruman from Lord of the Rings, Count Dooku from the Star Wars prequels. He's played Dracula several times. And then the fourth one is a uh, uh, character, Scaramanga, 
from the man with the golden gun. And the nation had the golden gun. The golden. Is that what you just said? Gun. We're gonna have to edit that out. What did I say? <laughs> I didn't finish the word. There was no T at the end. It was just C U N. Golden oh. gun. But that. What is that? I don't know what that is. Say that one more time. Golden gun. The man with the golden gun. There's no T. I stopped You're making like pretty... uh, Wesley Cranford, just throwing that around. I really, really. Yeah, I gotta be. You gotta be European, Australian, Australian. You get yeah. away with that. Yeah. It's just a word, mate. We use it as a term of endearment. No problem. Throw another shrimp on the Barbie. So the uh, nation had some great um, suggestions. I started right away. The first thing it made me think of was Harrison Ford. Uh, and four characters I put was Han Solo, Indiana Jones, Jack Ryan, and then Richard Kimball from The Fugitive. That's pretty weak. I, I know. <laughs> I, I like Richard Kimball because he'll walk around. you just go, you find that man. You find that one-armed man just the whole time. That's the only thing he's good for. You find that man. Richard Kimball's badass, though. That's a good team. All right. Well, the next one is a little better. Okay. So Jose Escamilla says Keanu Reeves, and he puts Neo, John Wick, Constantine, and Shane Falco for good measure. Oh, shit. That's a fun four. I mean, that's a pretty powerful four. It's it's weird. They all have, like, oddly the same personality. Who's though. Shane Falco? I'm going to get shit for asking this. <laughs> you guys don't know, do you? What? Shane Falco. I know Shane Falco. Is, is he? he's from uh, the the football movie? Ah, uh, the replacements. I, yeah, I didn't know that. He's the quarterback. No. So you they, have what good is a quarterback in this fucking team? Where can he do? He runs. He can throw things. Oh, it's just a team. What do you want? All four fighters? Is no, that, I'm saying what's if, the parameters? If they, on the so team? I guess the question is, whose team would be untouchable? The most powerful. So like, if this team was together and they're in a battle, like everybody but Shane Falco would be useful. I would think. Shane Falco. Is that what the parameters are in this? It says whose team would be untouchable. What does that mean to you? Yeah, but what does that mean to you? It means that you can't beat I, them. I was in a just fight. thinking like four like awesome oh, roles okay. that are iconic. Do you have but one, I guess so. Anthony? No, I didn't see this thing until literally two minutes ago. So I'm still thinking. I got one, okay. but let's get through the rest. Okay, Lisa Morrison. I'm trying to make nice. I'm going to put her her thing in here. <laughs> Lisa Morrison said. You didn't put her first. You put her third. That's <laughs> what you really did. Oh, shit. No. Stop. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, Lisa Morrison says Patrick Stewart. Uh, characters Jean-Luc Picard, Charles Xavier. Right, that's, a, that's a heavy hitter Claudius right there. And Macbeth. That's pretty good. Ray O'Neill has Gary Oldman, which is a fucking good one. Uh, you could, and then I put this team together. I was like, you could do Drexel from True Romance, Commissioner Gordon, and Dracula, and then who else could you put for Gary Oldman? Pretty powerful there. Um, I don't know who else is he. He was a fucking uh, uh, what's his name that uh, the English guy. I forgot his name. Oh, wasn't he in uh, Interview with a Vampire? Was it? Oh, he. Oh, that's Dracula. Duh. 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 No, he was a. Uh, he was was it? He was uh, the guy. The English. Like, I don't remember. He's he's think. always the English too. Sherlock Holmes, no, no, uh, the, the fucking <laughs> I can't remember the guy. He was the guy of World War Two, the Prime Minister. Oh, uh, Churchill. Yeah, he was oh, we'll Churchill. Churchill. Joe Henry he's has good. Sam Jackson, another fucking great one. Mace Windu, Jules from Pulp Fiction, Nick Fury, and Mister Glass. Who? That's pretty good. That's pretty pretty heavy. But I think Saruman is one of the most badass. The, Christopher Lee is, uh, is very powerful. Yeah, he, Christopher Lee has a lot of powers. And then another, I put Lisa Morrison again. Look, see, Lisa, I'm giving you two. Another great pick, Christian Bale. Batman, Patrick Bateman from, uh, what's that movie called? Uh, American Psycho. John Connor and Jesus. I mean, he was oh, Jesus. Shit. Was he Jesus? What was G- What was he Jesus in? Jim Cavazel was Jesus. In, in the him. Mel Gibson one, right? Yeah, he, was he Jesus? Christian oh, Bale. Look that up. I, I need, we need to fact check this. Christian Bale played. 
Christian Bale played Jesus in Mary, Mother of Jesus in 1999. Okay, he was movie. Jesus. Right, I got I got one to throw in okay. here. Kurt Russell. Whoa, okay. All right, he was Wyatt Earp yeah. in Tombstone. Yeah. Snake Plissken oh, yeah. in Escape from New That's York. A good one. He's a fucking badass in that. Yeah. Ego, a fucking, you know, the planet. celestial. He was a planet. All right. Yeah. Jack Burton from Big Trouble oh, Little China. Shit. He was fucking Santa Claus. Yes. Geek boner. He was a super. Yeah. He was a super soldier in the movie Soldier, yeah. and he's also stuntman. Mike was the unkillable guy in Death Proof in Quentin Tarantino's movie. Holy shit, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like we're we're missing some pretty obvious. Ones. Yeah, who do you got? Like Arnold. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say yeah. Arnold played Hercules, Everybody. Conan, T eight yeah. hundred, and yeah. uh, Major Alan Dutch from Shafe from um, Predator. I'm Dutch. Uh, that's and you, pretty badass. You yeah. could yeah. throw in Mister Freeze just yeah. for fun. Well, then you got Stallone also. And then he gets Stallone, yeah. I, and I was Rainbow trying to look Rocky. up some stuff to be like clever. Yeah. Um. I wanted to. F- I don't really. I haven't seen a ton of John Wayne films, but I just wanted to throw in John Wayne playing Genghis, Genghis Khan, Khan as one no. of the four. <laughs> Lame. He fucked Not half funny. the earth. He did. That's yeah. why the Kazakis look like John Wayne. And it's then you could just throw in like John Claude. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, oh shit! You could throw in John Claude Van Damme playing himself in every role. Okay, I guess that counts. Frank Ducks and yeah. the Kickboxer and uh, and and Universal Soldier. He's just and uh, and Guile from like Street Fighter. Oh, that's a is good it one. Ian McKellen? One oh, of those Ian fucking McKellen, badass Magneto. He's Gandalf, Gandalf. Magneto, and he's Magneto. Uh, and he, I'm sure he has more. Let's well, let's see. I'm but though, just those two right those there two are, are pretty fucking are powerful. Too great. You can't fuck with Magneto and fucking Gandalf the White. What uh, Gandalf's always stoned, but he'll, he'll <laughs> yeah. get shit done when he needs to. <laughs> Uh, he was also like a Nazi in that pupil. Um, I can't remember what else uh, he was in. He was Sherlock Holmes too in something. He was also Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, wow. He's played. Uh, everybody's played about Sean Connery. Dude, everybody's played. He was fucking 007. Yes. He was King Arthur. Indiana Jones's dad. He was a fucking dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's dragon played Arthur. fucking Sherlock Holmes, which I find interesting. He was in fucking Highlander as the fucking guy oh, who trains he was the Highlander. Highlander. Yes. And he was also in that movie where he wears that banana hammock. Yeah, Zardos. he was in Zardos. Zardos. He was fucking badass <laughs> in that. Too. Anyway, great. Jess Rivera, great fucking question. I love all these collections of these actors, teams. Uh, somebody should make a movie of them fighting. Be great. And then the next uh, question. Geek boner. I love Chaz Hebbard. Their bottom is is very weak. Ask what's the best performance by a villain in any of the Spider-Man movies? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Best performance is Alfred Molina or or William Dafoe. One of those okay, two. Okay, here's all of them. William Dafoe as Green Goblin. Alfred Molina, Doc Ock. Topher Grace as Venom. Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. Reese Efans as the Lizard. Jamie Foxx Electro, Dane DeHaan Goblin, Paul Giamatti Rhino, Michael Keaton Vulture, and Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio. Anthony? Uh, yeah, I'd probably go Alfred Molina, William Defoe. The only I'd probably lead Alfred Molina just because they gave William Defoe a Power Rangers costume. Dude, Defoe is so fucking menacing really in that movie and scary, and you don't know what he's going to do any moment, and they put him in that fucking goddamn stupid... <laughs> costume ruining the whole thing i would i would put those two at the top i think the next tier would be tom um, what's his name michael keaton, keaton yes uh, yeah, yeah. jake gyllenhaal i think are, are up there i think tom hayden church was good he just yeah. didn't have a lot to do yeah i needed the money yeah. <laughs> i put those three next and then from there um, solve shit yeah it's pretty shitty at that point venom is dead last i think right uh, I, go, I think dane DeHaan is goblins really bad Oh yeah, that's, uh, I think uh, I think Jamie Foxx is really bad. Yeah. 
Big Venom is really bad. Paul Giamatti barely gets to do anything, as Ryan. Paul Giamatti is like because he's great. He's great actor. (laughs) The lizard in it for a little bit. The lizard is okay, but he's kind of forgettable. Who Rizzy fans? Yeah, he's just kind of he's just yeah. He's fine. He's in the middle. I agree. I actually I love the second movie. I love Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, but I want to put Defoe as number one, despite the costume. That's fine. He's great. Like he. That's a great. That's like a great performance. If they they should have let him have the fucking mask. Yeah. Like where you could see his face. Just show me his face. His face is goblin enough. Have you seen the the prototype mask they had? I don't know if they were ready. Yeah, it was was fucking scary. Yeah, it was like a real goblin, and it had like animatronics in it. It was. It looked. That looked way better yeah it just was a shame that they didn't they even had that thing where you could see his mouth but then they covered it up for some reason yeah they had like the mesh thing covering his mouth like the mesh wire no i think they, they digitally blacked it out oh. i'm like why they thought it was distracting i don't know they maybe they changed the line so much that it didn't sync up well, with you his, couldn't see his eyes or any expression yeah well, but, the, what was cool is when he would like take the the, the the eye parts of the mask yeah. and you could see his real eyes. Yeah. And like When it was close up, I could see his mouth moving and that made it weirder. Remember him talking to himself in the mirror and he did oh, that great. in one take? Like He actually flipped back and forth like fucking Gollum and Smeagol. I will put also Michael Keaton as Vulture very close. Uh, unbelievable new villain, new performance. He was uh, you know, still that menacing tone. Uh, and then Alfred Molina, is he's good but like I, he's not menacing because he's Kind of a sympathetic character. He just acts well. He just acts well, he just, yeah. He just did a good job not being embarrassing like Jamie Foxx, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the foe was it's amazing. weird, like the Spider-Man villains, you either have like really good. solid performances yeah. or just like, or just oh my God. Floppy John. Yeah. Like Alfred Molina is so understated. Yeah. yeah. He just very subtly yeah. plays this guy like this, you know. Peter Parker. He doesn't overdo it even when he's Doc Ock. Brilliant. But the, the, the claws do everything. Yep. The, the hands yeah. do everything. But Defoe, you know? it's in his face, dude. He just scares you. He'll give you nightmares. Yeah. Fucking incredible. All right. Another great question by Chaz. Uh, and then finally, we're going to wrap up the show here, fellas. But I did want to make one comment to our U.S. listeners. I want to encourage you guys to vote. If you haven't already, when the show posts, you'll have a few days before the deadline. And honestly, look, I did earlier today. uh, There was like five people in line. It went very quick. Uh, As soon as I walked into the polling place, I said this. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. And then I went and I fucking voted. And as I was walking out, I turned around and I yelled. Get your hand off my penis! Just to, for good effect. The arrested sir is yes. back. But look, as crazy, this is why. Look, as crazy as shit has been this year, this could be the last time you may get to vote for a president. Oh, we don't know. Anything is possible. The next time you hear from us, we may or may not know a winner. Things could be even more fucked up or not. So I'm going to tell you this right now. There won't be a winner. Good luck to and us we'll all. find out later. Yeah. No, it's not happening. <laughs> a couple of weeks. It's not happening on the day. That's for damn sure. No. Anthony, what, have you voted yet? I have not. But I will say that um, from what I've read and heard, uh, there's like record amounts of people early voting. Dude. This is the biggest yes, amount ever. So, so the, people are out there. 75 million plus early voting. I don't think it, it's ever the happened funny before. Thing that, the thing that's funny to me is that all these extra people are voting, but it's still the Electoral College that's going to yeah, decide. It, yeah, it's kind of, And they don't even have to do what the popular vote says. So, yeah. They can just change their mind and do whatever they want. I mean, you're not really want. voting for the president you're voting for people to go and vote for you for president well you're vote you're voting for these rep- like it, the delegates you're voting for their the the amount of representatives that represent the state to then do the same 
So they, they all do that. They're all, they're all going to do what the majority of the people in that state do. All I'm saying is the system we have. They don't have to. They can. No, they can do they, whatever they, they don't they usually they do whatever they want. In past correct, elections, correct? They've they've is that right? In past elections, yes. they've in past elections they've uh, thrown their votes away to like a third party candidate. Really? I don't yeah, think they about actually four or five have last, to, right? Last That's time did the same. The did point that. is, yeah. the system that we have is so plugged up with fucking loopholes that shenanigans are definitely bound to happen, especially it was this put year. in there because you don't, they don't, they didn't want the major Mob cities rule. to run yeah. politics. Yeah. But if it's the most people, it's the most people, right? right? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I would, weird, would right? assume it would just be a popular vote, but. You kind of have the reverse now where you have less people are sending more delegates and the more people end up sending less. Del- it's all fucked up. No, this, I mean all, all the delegates. I mean California, all the the big states all have the most delegates. Right. Okay. Okay. But I mean, it, it is it is kind of fucked up. <laughs> so uh, this is to say, America, good luck to us all uh, in this next coming week. And we'll be here next we'll week see to what see what the fuck happens. We made it through four years. Remember, we when we started, dude, Obama was president. Remember, we this is a second election cycle we we're going but, through. That's in the podcast. Yeah. Crazy. But this, I said, all of this is a result of uh, the internet. And all of this and, and cable television and having cable news and the other people who are manipulating this media are, are, are getting us to fucking hate each other. And that's the reason why for the first time in like years, there's been this fear about a presidential election. Just votes. It's not. Yeah. So you have just think about that, guys. Like, you know, use it. Or lose you're being, it. You're being uh, manipulated. <laughs> yes. Media so. is a scam. Anyways, that's it for this week. Rugs, where can the people find you online? You can find me t- espousing my conspiracy theories right. on Twitter. QAnon much? Just, nah, just, uh, just don't go out and start shooting people because it's, it's not really a thing. We'll Everyone do. stay cool. We'll get through this together. Visit <laughs> yeah, the sh- keep your head cool <laughs> and just calm the fuck down. Visit the show notes at jockinner.com slash 353 for links to everything we talked about, all the videos, the articles, how to subscribe, how to support, and how to share the show. Definitely, listener, word of mouth is the best way to grow this podcast, and uh, we need you to uh, pound the pavement, or the digital pavement anyways. Share the show. Spam your feed with our show. We'd appreciate it. Spread the geekery. Spread the love. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He is the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. Viva la pasta. What? Get the fuck out. Get your hand off my penis. Give me another one. Get your hand off my penis. Ah, that's better.